Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Triple folds and folds. Ignite holes and scrolls. This the template. Your stencil. Your stench is out. Pewee. Drug in the rug like rats. What's your name? We, I hold 40, try to lend out your pocket, I'm drag cool, you're all me, have a seat, I'm the stupid, you ain't in my class, I'm still about to teach, sending zones towards the end zone, enzyme rhymes, electrify melasomes, chromosome shifts, like Earth's core, you're not even a chore, more like a loud snore, you're bored, frightened like Michael J. Fox slamming doors, on the dock in the DeLorean, Stars transform the spores. I'm the fungus on mushrooms, exploring, smoking salvia. Move my roots, screaming, thriving. Body riding my voice, apes in the zoo. Trapped like a calendar. Hour to hour, minute to minute, second to second. Trapped like a calendar, year to year, month to month, week to week, day to day. First World Order Radio, finally, finally, we are on the air, no doubt. All right, all right. 
There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. We get on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows, giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday is 8 o'clock. We are now going to make this the hottest day of the week. Proceeding levels in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns in existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates the bringer by specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetic of sound through the air, same as your thoughts transmits it. Proceeding levels in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns in existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates the bringer by specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetic of sound through the air, same as your thoughts transmits it. Get your schedule, your schedule right. You need to know our intention straight out. All right, so, I mean, these clues are given throughout the various languages was to piece the puzzle of this ancient mystery school back together again. And what we plan on doing, both of us, is bringing y'all some surefire dynamite. We're going to take this level up a notch. We're going to have stuff to do here. This is not just going to be about philosophies and theories and shit that works. You have activated Python's land in which I produced this black chemical called melanin. We, what we did was gave a hard line in the sand between the different definitions of esoteric study and exoteric study. Playtime is over.
the tables just then rearranged by strangers from the same grain. Take her names, then claim the land from hence we came in vain. What am I supposed to do when I'm told to go to school at five years old by my mom Dukes? Even though she ain't know that this education system was polluting my mind, maybe in time she rewind and find that in order for the seed to grow properly, it needs enough water and sunlight. See, our reality is based on our environment, and as it is, our environment is toxic. Chaotic is the chance for balance. Can we stand up? I know it's a challenge, but who's going to man up? Retained by whips and chains. Slavery is now on the mental plane. It ain't the same thing. Nah, uh-uh. It ain't the same thing. Yeah, expect nothing. Three seconds old. Some more water. Some fresh for you. Call it a baptism. Some of that dirty clean shit. Keeping it right. A little purification. You know? Three seconds old. Expect nothing. Still with behind the ears. Just letting you know, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather be young and not know shit than be old and think I know everything. There's always space to learn. Three seconds old. Expect nothing.
to me Tuesday, it is your host, the Game of the Ghosts, Blackwater the Meta Magician, here on First World Order Radio. It is now 717. I had a little compromise, compromised by the uh, telephone and internet service once again. I don't know. Static, a little feedback in between. But uh, nevertheless, we are on air. That was a little Nina Simone right there, Wild as the Wind. It's one of my favorite artists of the past, you know, good music. I always like to listen to some good soul. Clinching music helps uh, revitalize things. All right, you know, first and foremost, I want to give thanks to those that came before us and those to come that will come behind us. Um, as I said, I'm the host for the evening. I want to give thanks to the... Uh, 
Prince and Princess for uh, coming down over the weekend. They came down and, and did a session, a conference over here in, in my neck of the woods. It was it was decent. It was real it was real elevating. I learned some things. Um, a few brothers and sisters that came through that was very very pleased. They they got a lot out of it. Of course, you know, like likewise, you know. Um, give thanks to the to the family for stopping through. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and jump into it because, like I said. Got compromised there. They tried to infiltrate. Nah, you know it is what it is. And uh, I just want to keep it moving anyway because things tend to get a little hectic towards the end. I start speeding up. So I'm going to go ahead and, like I said, get involved. Today's um, daily meditation for people of indigenous descent, I said people of color. But uh, Acts of Faith by Inyala Banzant. Today is the, the um, 21st of July, so the state the statement is, no person is your friend who demands your solace or denies your right to grow, or denies your right to grow. No person is your friend who demands your silence or denies your right to grow by Alice Walker. Have you ever wondered why people hide the dirty laundry in the closet of your mind? Somewhere deep inside, you may feel honored when you are entrusted with another's downside. What you fail to realize is that knowledge creates responsibility. When you are asked to remain silent about the secret or hidden acts of another, you are lured lured into collusion. If people demand your loyalty, presence, or participation in that which is detrimental to them, you create a detriment for yourself. When you abandon your dreams, swallow your truth, give the will of others precedence over your own, you sell yourself out. Be aware of the person who asks you not to tell anyone the thing they can't, uh, the thing they cannot keep to themselves. Be responsible to yourself and let them know. The statement at the bottom that she summarized all that into is, "You are talking to the wrong person." How many people have done that? You know, came up to you like, "Don't after they told you their whole life story or something that happened or to somebody or them, then they say, "Don't tell nobody." You know, I didn't. I've done it before. You know, what I'm saying, don't say nothing to nobody. I didn't want nobody else to know. You know, that's adding insult to injury. Like you know, like I mentioned that before. It's just something like why if somebody come up to you. You know, you know what? I got this problem with my heart, and uh, they want me to take this medicine. I ain't told my mama or, or daddy, so don't say nothing to nobody or whatever. You know, I tripped up over this and. And it broke everything on the table, and I hid it. I don't know if they know, but don't tell nobody. I mean, you know, just trying, just keeping a secret. I mean, it's not a secret if you're telling somebody else. It's just maybe you don't want the other. Maybe the person doesn't want everybody to know, or a certain particular person to know. But when the cat is out the bag, so to speak, take the bunny out the out the out the hat. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no secret no more. It was always in there. I mean, you know, everybody. what's done in the dark is going to be said in the light. So it's no reason to add insult to someone else's uh, livelihood. And, you know, that could, like I said, could be detrimental in their in their doing so because uh, that energy, emotion tends to alter the other person's psychology 
in the in the duration of that time while it has to be absorbed. So other things can transpire. Just on the strength of, of you know, one person sharing some type of information that might not necessarily need to be put out like that. That's where that me and that comes in, where we stabilize the heart and we learn to balance certain emotions, like being over-talkative for one. Some days I just won't talk. You know, I barely would say anything. People are like, what's up, you know? But then I had that, that spurt, like now, you know, where I just go off, you know, but some days we do need to just step back from the, the loop and look at it and be like, oh, that's what it's about, you know, because sometimes we don't need to just, just go out there on that tangent rage and, and express too much of whatever's going on in the head. We need to relax, relate, release, yes, but we need to uh, learn to uh, cultivate that energy but also have some somewhere deep down in us where we can resolve that issue, you know what I'm saying, without having to exert it on every single person like they psychiatrists or psychologists or something like that they're gonna administer some type of uh, um, some type of help towards the assistance, you know. So, you know, it, it is good to put some of that energy out there, but sometimes, you know, it might inflict more harm than um making the situation better. All right, so with that said, we're gonna get into it a little something. Today's topic is um, the miraculous body. Before we start that, I'm gonna um, a quick tips and tricks uh, tip for today is an article speaking on the blue zones. You know, if you haven't heard about the blue zones, blue zones are areas in the world where the people are living the longest, like over a hundred. There are five of these areas that they've located. Um, one is in the Italian island of Sardinia. One is in Okinawa, Japan. One is in Costa Rica, Nicoya Peninsula. Um, there's one in Loma Linda, California, right here in the Mara Coast. And is, there's also one in the Greek island of Akira. So I'm going to read an article by Tracy, Dr. Tracy Rosman. Um, talking about the Akirian diet, and I'm also going to read another article about um, about um, California. I mean, Loma Linda, California. Okay, the first article is on a, it's an island. This Akira, it's an island of less than 100 square miles. Akira contains natural hot springs that, in ancient times, made it a popular health retreat for Greeks. Currently, Akira is home to about 10,000 Greek residents, and continues to draw attention. Though nowadays, as much for its natural beauty as for the unusual longevity of its inhabitants. Akira is considered a blue zone. And just look at that word, you know, blue. Blue is, of course, the, the um, throat chakra, and it's, uh, it is a vitality builder and a creative force. It heals elements of the respiratory system, throat, nose, ears, and eyes. It acts as an antibiotic. It relieves all itching, irritation, fevers, and burns. Blue is very effective in easing all childhood diseases. It strengthens communication within relationships and is used for astral projection and induces prophetic dreams. So it induces, it, it is used for astral projection and induces prophetic dreams. But it heals all elements of the respiratory system, throat, nose, ears, and eyes, and acts as an antibiotic. So it helps clean out impurities in the body. They call it blue. They call them blue zones. You know, the blue state 
the blue room. That's the blue chamber. The blues, blue room is where we was at this uh, over the weekend. Um, but it enhances communication. That communication can be between two realms of uh, mediation, between two realms, or you know. But uh, Ikiria is considered a blue zone. One of a short list of places throughout the world where people tend to live longer and healthier lives. Um, more than twice as many Akirians reach the age of 90 compared to Americans, whereas in Okinawa, longevity seems to favor women. It is in the men who are particularly long-lived in Akiria, with four times as many living into their 90s as American men. And those that do live longer tend to be in more robust health with less need for costly high-tech medical care than their American counterparts. When Akirians develop cancer or heart disease, they are on average 8 to 10 years older than Americans at the time of diagnosis. Um, the island's isolation and lies 10 hours by boat from Athens has allowed Akiria to remain largely untouched by the fast-paced consumer-driven Western lifestyle, along with its processed convenience foods. The standard American diet consists of 95% protein or acid-forming foods. Um, the Akirian culture, inclusive and, and community-oriented, rather the Akirian culture, inclusive and community-oriented rather than individualistic, is a product of the island's geographic isolation. With no natural harbors and subject to high winds, Akiria was excluded um, by the shipping industry, forcing its residents to become self-sufficient and ultimately immune to the ills of development and industrialization. So they grow and stuff. They grow in the vegetation on their own. They're pretty much doing it on their own on the out. They don't have any outside forces in there trying to influence. Ex- exercise is integral. is an integral part of daily life in Akiria, and much of it takes place outdoors in fresh air and sunshine. Gardening affords a good amount of exercise, and suburban sprawl is non-existent, making it possible for people there to walk most places they need to go to. In the evenings, they frequently fill their time with dancing. As a result, their curing lifestyle provides residents with an ongoing sense of purpose and a culture of one, of the, one that respects and reveres the elderly. The curians go to sleep and wake up according to their body's eternal clock. Upon arriving at around 10 a.m., a typical curian breakfast includes goat's milk, yogurt, herbal tea or coffee, whole grain bread, and local honey. The curies are even known to have a little wine with their morning meal. At lunch, beans, legumes, and potatoes, along with fresh garden vegetables, compromise the meal prepared with liberal quantities of olive oil. You know, that helps with circulation, all aspects, blood, um, digestive. Um, locally caught wild fish may also appear on the menu. Meat often, meat often an animal raised in the family's backyard is eaten sparingly. A family would typically slaughter one animal per year and ration and eat in small portions over several weeks or months. This keeps the amount of saturated fat in their diets to a minimum. The Akirian diet is notable for being nearly devoid of processed sugar, white flour, and other refined processed foods. Akirians generally eat a late lunch followed by an afternoon nap, a routine that everyone follows, ensuring that their afternoons are quiet and leisurely. That's that power nap, you know, between 1 and 3 o'clock. Um, their restful afternoons are heart-healthy habit, also enjoyed by long-lived cultures throughout the world, provide 37% reduced risk for heart disease. You know, the heart is very important, pumping that blood, pumping that haru, that light into their fusing to the cells. Um, and uh, 37% reduced risk for heart disease. And those who induce a nap at least three days per week, a light supper of bread, goat's milk, and vegetables is followed by evening visits with neighbors at which they enjoy beer or wine. A tally of the content of macronutrients, in other words, proteins, fats, and carbohydrates of the diet, reveals that the average curing 
eat six times as many beans as the average American and consumes fish about twice a week. One study found that long-term fish consumption of 150 grams per week or more was found to improve kidney function in early Acurians. Acurians eat meat about five times per month. So that's like, like I said, twice a week, that's fish, but five times a month is like one and one-fourth a week. Like once a week they eat meat. They drink wine moderately, but not too moderately, averaging two to four glasses per day. They might drink two or three cups of coffee per day on average. Uh, that leads me to think of what uh, what's his name? Benjamin Franklin said, uh, mankind, since the improvement of cookery, eats twice as much as nature requires. Meaning we eat three meals a day, but since we had a, uh, uh, I guess we moved on up in the world and we got this these you know restaurants and uh fast you know fast food restaurants and and uh grocery stores up on every corner we eat twice as much as nature requires. I Meaning we we shouldn't we eat three times a day when we can rationally live off of one third of that. I mean one meal. Um most Acurians have a family garden where they work daily. High-quality, fresh-picked, homegrown, organic produce compromises the bulk of their diet. Additionally, Acurians have developed a rich herbal tradition. Wild harvested herbs such as marjoram, sage, mint, rosemary, and dandelion are concocted into beverages, the flavor of which changes seasonally according to whichever herbs are ready to be harvested. Packed with powerful antioxidants and help restore to protect the compounds, these delicious herbal brews add a medicinal component to their already healthy, mostly plant-based diet. For example, many of the herbs have diuretic or tend to increase the excretion of urine effects, which help keep a curious blood pressure naturally low. Um, these are some of the health benefits of a curious staple foods and native herbs. Mint has among the, among the highest antioxidant values of any food. It's an anti-inflammatory. Its anti-inflammatory effects help alleviate allergies and colds. It calms the digestive tract and improves digestion. It may help treat or prevent irritable, irritable bowel treat syndrome. For a fact about the um, about the digestive tract and the anti-inflammatory, I drink mint every once in a while. So I got peppermint right here that I smell. And, you know, it, it helps with digestion as well. The smelling it, I burn it in the house. I, I notice how people it changes their whole flow of things because uh, it's due to how it stimulates certain activities in the body. Rosemary stimulates immune function and improves circulation, particularly to the brain and digestion. Its anti-inflammatory benefits have been used to ward off asthma attacks. Artisimia, also known as wormwood, is one of nature's most potent antiparasitic herbs. It's good for um, uh, doing detoxes. You know, throw it in there. Wormwood, black black walnut wormwood is pretty good. Uh, sage helps maintain healthy blood sugar levels and also preserves memory and cognitive function. Throwing sage in your food, like rice or something, it tastes a little funny at first you get used to it. Dandelion is well known for its liver cleansing benefits. It also builds bone strength, stimulates insulin production, and helps flush the kidneys. All parts of the plant are edible and medicinal. Dandelion is, is good stuff. What dandelion means uh lion's teeth, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, it's the teeth of the lion. That's some sharp stuff right there. It helps build bone strength, you know what I mean? Strong lion teeth. Um, goat's milk is high in tryptophan, so easy is easy to digest. It's consumed raw, which means that it's unpasteurized, which preserves enzymes of certain nutrients and unharmonized a process that modifies fat to milk in a matter that is thought to contribute to heart disease. You know, pasteurized milk and um, 
how many times milk is not good for us at all. Not really, you know. Lewis Pasteur did an injustice to all of us by so-called inventing that process. Um, because it takes away from the, the uh, what you call friendly bacteria that was present at first in the natural is natural means of being here. Wine contains high levels of antioxidants have been shown to increase absorption of antioxidants from other foods in the diet and lowers blood pressure when consumed in moderation. Whole grain sourdough bread is, has a low glycemic index and provides the nutritional advantage of unprocessed grains. So the uh, Icarian diet is very, it seems to be very healthy. It keeps, you know, men up there are living past uh, 90 oh, average um what did, it, what did it say? It said the article stated that they reached the age of nine compared to more twice as many Akirians. Even though it's only ten thousand men there, you know what I'm saying? Or people that actually not just men, but ten thousand uh, people uh individuators dwelling on that island, you know what I'm saying? Nine I mean ten uh, percent of them, twice as many, I mean, uh, live live longer than Men's in, in America. All right. Acaria, you look at that word, Acaria, 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 the arm, the arm of the spirit of the sun stretching out there. The arm of the spirit of the sun. You know, I like to deal with metaphysics. Metaphysics is a language, remember? The metaphysical language is the arm. Um, Retransformation of the words in order to open up different portals of thought. So, like with uh, when we when we're looking at something, we usually judge it by the by what it is in the individual in the individuated um, dual reality in um, in its continuity. In, you know, what I'm saying how it always continuously um, reprocessing itself, and then we define it by that name or the name that we have given it, and that's how we identify with it. And, and now all the set of qualities and everything that it has within that path. So the forms and concepts that make up language and all the symbols and within the language system are creations of our imagination, the concepts of, of the human imagination. So through metaphysical uh, language, uh, it provides like a systematic approach to change the world views based on our ability to use the symbols and the language. So metaphysical language is the retransformation of the words in order to open up different portals of thought, not just the frame of thought that has, that has been dominating us and that's what we have uh, been conditioned to believe, you know, be naive. So over time, as we develop, we learn to dissect and decipher those um, those words like Akira or whatever the word may be, and then we move on from there. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just judgment by by the book by a couple. All right. So Mama uh, Linda, where they're living to 100, and their healthy diet comes from the Bible. At the age of 100, Dr. Ellsworth Warham still drives on the freeway, puts around the house, and takes care of his, his yard. He was still assisting in open heart surgeries until four years ago. Warham suspects that his lifestyle, like those of the other Seventh-day Adventists living in Mama Linda, California, is at least partially responsible for his good health at such an advanced age. I really don't feel any different than I did when I was 
say 30, tells explorer National Geographic fellow Don, Dan Butner, I feel like I could live another 25 years, but I know that's not realistic. Mm, who knows? Hey, Warham and the community of Loma Linda are exactly what Butner was looking for when he set out to find spots where people did the longest and the healthiest. Butner dug these places, blue zones. From studying those zones of longevity, Butner came up with a list of lifestyle modifications that seemed to improve not only lifespan, but also health near the end of life. Among his recommendations are emphasis on greater activity and a switch to a more plant-based diet. Why start at the end of life? When you start, you know, when the child come out the womb, go ahead and get them popping on a, you know, plant-based diet and, uh, you know, greater activity instead of sitting there with that boob tube on and, you know, I'm just saying, you know, with a iPhone and everything, you know, that just get them outside back to nature and give them a plant-based diet. He described these and other lifespan extending modifications as well as meditation and everything else so they also access the other aspects of, of uh, that reality and not just dealing with the physical but dealing with that spiritual, that intelligence within. Describe these and other lifespan extending modifications in his new book, The Blue Zone Solution, Eating and Living Like the World's Healthiest People. Dan Boutner, author of The Blue Zone Solution, rides with 100-year-old Dr. Ellsworth Warham in Lama Linda, California. Warham credits his long health Healthy life to a vegan lifestyle, Seventh Day Adventist religion. Wine, beans, and family. So, being a secret to longevity, from his outward appearance, Mama Linda doesn't seem to have much in common with any, with another blue zone, Sardinia, an Italian island where the men live longer than anywhere else on the planet. Mama Linda seems just like many other small towns in the United States, right down to his McDonald's restaurant. To step into the local grocery store, and you'll start to see some resemblance to the Mediterranean island. As in Sardinia, the bread is made with lactobacillus instead of yeast, that's a friendly bacteria, which lowers the glycemic load for a meal, after a meal, which lowers the glycemic load after a meal. Bootner says, so you can eat this and actually the sugars will burn more slowly than if you didn't eat bread at all. He adds vastly different, um, he adds vastly different from normal bread. Setting it apart from many similar towns, there's no meat department in the grocery store. But there are stacks of beans, a food that Butner says is one of the keys to long life. In Lama Linda, healthy eating is part of the religion. The Adventists celebrate the Sabbath on Saturday instead of Sunday. Butner says they take the diet directly out of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, verse 29 lays out the diet of the Garden of Eden. And it states in, the, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 29, then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant, every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth, and every tree which has fruit yielding seed, it shall be food for you. I think the King James Version says it shall be your meat. Again, talking about the, um, every plant yielding seed on the earth and every tree which has fruit yielding seed. And like the men of Sardinia, they are always on the move. Buddha believes that we can all benefit, benefit from what he's learned from the Blue Zone, no matter how old we are. Um, so yeah, that that's the blue zone. Two of the blue zones over here in the world, this world here. Um, one of them was located over in Greece, Iceria, and the other one is here in America. Mama Linda, Mama Linda, is that? I, I think that was Mama 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 Linda. But uh, you see, their diets are consist of mostly beans, um, plant based, basically. You know. I think he's a vegan. This, this, you know, the guy over here in Lama Linda, California, he's a vegan. He's a uh, hundred years old, driving around, you know, like he's. He said he feels like he's thirty. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, 
he's still getting that light to his cells, a little something there. Probably minimum, minimal on electronic devices too, and getting a little exercise in, like walking or something. You know, um, they didn't really go into that, but he was uh, doing. He was assisting in open heart surgery up until four years ago. So that was he was 96 when he retired from that. He's still still going strong with the with the scalpel and whatnot. So that's the tips and tricks of the day. Basically, you know, more light being that we are 75 to 80% water and our cells consist of 75 to 80% water, we should be putting more water, mother, into our cells or Kael. Kael being the sun. So the sun need mama, you know, we, you know get suckling on her, uh, on her wonderful telomeres coming from her bosom of life. So to increase that, we need to make sure we're getting enough enough water or mother, matzah. Turn that W on the other side, flip it, you have matter. You know what I'm saying? So you went from water to matter and then to mother. So let's get into the miraculous body a little something. Um, the miraculous body, miraculous body. First, let's do the etymology on miraculous. Miraculous, from Middle French, miraculous, miraculous. From Middle Medieval Latin, miraculous. From Latin, miraculum, meaning miracle, marvel, wonder. Related miraculously, uh, miraculous, miraculousness. From mid 13th um, century, as extraordinary or remarkable or remarkable feat, without regard to deity, replaced Old English wonder tossing, wonder work. The um, Greek words rendered as miracle in the English Bibles were in the English Bible were simeon, sign, terrace, wonder, and dynamis, power. In vulgar translated um, respectively as signum, prodigium, and virtus. The Latin word is the source of Spanish melagro, Italian maracola. So Simeon sign, it goes um, into back into that symbol, um, miracle, and also into hologram as well, I mean, gramming, uh, text, or Something written, also word, sign. Um, so going through, this is a word in Arabic, Ayatollah, the title for an Iranian Shiite religious leader. Um, from Persian, from Arabic, from Arabic, Ayatollah, literally, literally meaning miraculous sign of God. So that. It's a hologram again. Allah, when you take it and you flip the word hologram, you have mog, Allah. So you have um, the miraculous sign of God. Sign of God, God is mark Allah, or mark of God, or sign of God. So there's a miraculous sign of God. It would be halugram or halugam, which is light of the silent mind. 
you know what I'm saying, in meditation, gaining that photon, being that we are photonic etheric beings, grabbing that photon out from the midst of uh from the midst of the deepness out of space for what we want to call it, our inner space could be right with that because it all exists in in uh, in unification as a grand unification theory um projects. So hologram a la more miraculous sign of God. Aphrodites, miraculous communication of supernatural knowledge. 1660s from Latin, aflatus, a breathing upon, blad, from past participle of aflare, to blow upon, from ad, to, ad meaning to, and flare, to blow. So blow, breath of life, light. So um, breath of life, a light that's moved earth, because life is moved. And light is air or fire. Life is water. Light is air. So breath of life for light. And, you know, Dr. Eileen coming out with that a movie called Blow in a few talking about the science of breath. The documentary, which is going to be a blast, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, it's going to be what it is. It ain't going to be something powerful, I already know. But, uh, Looking at that right there, I'm going to go into Dark Light Consciousness. The book Dark Light Consciousness, page 189 over here. It's, it's uh, space. Page 189, Dark Light Consciousness by Everett Bruce Bynum. Uh, psychophysiology of breathing is simple but very important. It begins with the understanding of the structure of the human nervous system. The human nervous system is generally divided into two major branches, the central nervous system consisting of the brain and spinal, spinal cord and the peripheral nervous system, which consists of branches of the nervous system that go to the periphery of the body. The peripheral nervous system itself is further subdivided into two branches. The somatic nervous system essentially conscious that it's that is so you can raise or lower your arms, walk, and so forth at will, and an involuntary or automatic autonomic nervous system, generally unconscious. Uh, the automatic nervous system itself is further subdivided into two branches, the sympathetic and parasympathetic. The sympathetic and parasympathetic branches innervate all the organ systems of the body. Each time you inhale, your heart rate increases ever so slightly. Each time you exhale, your heart rate slows down ever so slightly. Each time you inhale, the blood vessels constrict every so slightly. Each time you exhale, blood vessels dilate ever so slightly. There is a continual subtle vibration and pulsation associated with the breath around the body as it affects the autonomic nervous system. By learning to influence the autonomic nervous system, you learn how to influence other aspects of subtle experience. The somatic nervous system is subdivided into two branches. There, these are, there are 12 nerves in the face and neck called cranial nerves. There are 31 spinal nerves. These two compromise to the somatic nervous system. So you do the math on 12 and 31. 31 plus 2, the two uh, sacral nerves is 33. Then you do 33 plus 12, you end up with 45. Then you add the pomegranate, you got 46, right? Yeah. So that's uh, that. That's the 46 chromosomes right there. So, so to speak, 23 and 23 is 46. 23 chromosomes from your mother, 23 from your father. Dr. Eileen was speaking on uh, last week and the week before, I believe. 
Some have said, yeah, 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 that's what, that's, you know, um, you got to really listen to the, that information because that is very prominent and, it's, you know, it's going to keep everything in the right perspective. Uh, these two compromises, the somatic, the somatic nervous system, the first cranial nerve is referred to the olfactory nerve. It has nerve endings on the bottom of the nose and it goes directly to the midbrain limbic system which innervates our entire primitive emotionality. The tenth of these 12 cranial nerves is referred to as the vagus nerve or the warning nerve. It comes out at, of the back of the higher brain, proceeds all the way down through the thoracic cavity and trunk of the body, through the vital organs, and terminates below the diaphragm. By disciplined movement of the diaphragm, we can stimulate both the tenth cranial nerve and the first olfactory nerve leading diaphragmically, quietly through the nose with the mouth closed. This is a vaginal stimulant. You will notice a slight increase in vascular dilation, that is to say the veins become wider and carry more blood to the surface of the body, thereby making the skin warmer. There will be increased saliva in the mouth. The gastrointestinal tract will be pleasantly stimulated over time as though you are getting ready for a meal. There are also more subtle signs. The heart rate further slows the speed of thoughts. Anxiety decreases. There is a pleasant sensation through the body and gentle quieting. Yeah. In the gentle quieting, uh, um, in the gentle quieting response, let me play this back up before we go out. All right, so we've done some of the meditations that help um, help advance that process. I'm gonna get back to that in a few. Let's see here. Uh, nah. Matter of fact, we're gonna. Because I'm, I'm, we didn't do the meditation at the beginning, so I'm going to do some. I'm, we're not going to do them. We're just going to speak on them. So one of the basic techniques for creating a parasympathetic response begins with diaphragmic breathing. I already described in Chapter 9 of this book, um, Dark Light Consciousness. After three or four minutes of this, execute alternate nostril breathing for three to four minutes. So basic um, diaphragmic breathing is when we breathe in through the nose, the belly large like the uh, like the uh, beach ball, then we breathe out. The count is six, three, six, or however you feel comfortable with 66 is a good count. Six in, hold for three, six out. Do that for three to four minutes. Then execute often nostril breathing for three to four minutes where you hold one nostril, breathe in, hold both nostrils. You hold it, you breathe in for six seconds, hold it for three to breathe out the other nostril for six seconds. Do that for three to four minutes. Attempt to end on the uh, opposite nose that you started on. Eventually focus, so you get both nostrils, both sides of the brain. Eventually focus attention at the top of the lip and the bottom of the nose and the tip of the nose, the application of sushimana. This is the opening of the central canal and the deactivation of two secondary currents along the side of the central canal. Think of the imagery of the medical kadosis the staff of Tahuti Athu. This technique quiets both the serpents on the right and left side such that the energies represented by the two serpents move into the central canal toward the top of the staff where the ba, or spiritual bird, is awakened and takes flight, where the soul, or the spiritual bird, awakens and takes flight. If you look at the kadosis, you know, you got the two spiraling serpents going up the staff, it's the spine, the two energies on the side, the sides of the sacral nerves, and as it reaches the top, it gets to the pineal gland where the soul is embedded, the two-dimensional um, reality, and then it is enlightened or moved and pushed back into flight. 
by that process of quieting those two serpents and allowing the energies to rise back up. Remember the tongue is at the root for the mouth behind, the teeth. Uh, the, remember the perineum lock where you are, the perineum or anal lock where you pull up on the perineum so slightly, and then the stomach lock when you exhale, bringing the stomach closer to the spine, and the chin lock where the chin is tucked down uh, very slightly and subtly, not with force or pressure, and relax the shoulders and relax the entirety of the body while doing that meditation. All right. Um, also, when we're dealing with the breath of life or light, we also got to remember that this life or light has intelligence within it. In First John verses 1, it states, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and God was the Word. So with that said, going to uh, the International Moors Accreditation, the, you know, the autonomous autonomous Moorish Kazal, the, um, it's a magazine or something that was, it came out a few years ago. I picked it up online. Dr. Aleem has it on his website, Dr. Aleem L. Baby. You have to scroll down through there to find it, but it's, it's on there. And um, it states here that all colors are vibratory energies were but a shade of black. Moreover, it is through conscious meditation that we receive light particles or photons, ta'ons, through the sun, a step-down transformed cosmic, galactical, and solar energy via our hair, skin, and melanin, and the palmer gland. So this, this step-down transformed cosmic, galactic, solar energy also called spectroglyphs or star code spectrums, light code information. These the spectrums, if you recall, spectra meaning like uh, the word grim from the word gram, meaning phantoms. And all molecules, or all atoms and molecules are have uh, photons as their phantom. So the photon is like the unseen reality underneath, so to speak, the molecule and the atom. So as we meditate and we have conscious thought or receive these light particles consciously, remember, turn off everything in the house if possible, you know, or, or go outside or something like that and get that on mm, going, you know. So you can access those more Photons. Remember, the shorter the wavelength, the more energy. So that energy is, in essence, information. And remember that knowledge is power. So the more you know, or the more intelligence that resides within, the less energy you have to exert on accessing who you are as being Christ's body or being who you are naturally. Being able to do things that have to go and break your back. The great work doesn't mean uh, work that that requires, uh, you know, a lot of external, you know, mishaps. You know, you ain't got to beat the nail, you ain't got to beat the hammer to the nail all your life like that, especially when you have knowledge of what's real and what's not. You know, do your job, do your work, but you don't have to, we don't have to kill ourselves with all the blood and sweat. It's like, they, you know, they got us doing right now. So uh, that was 
out of uh so but also this means that we are actually receiving God's DNA, God's external DNA, angels, angles of light, goes communicates with our ancestors, the internal DNA, and encrypted messages are decoded. External DNA is light codes or vibrational thought forms, non physical energy or waveforms. DNA is an expression of the non-physical pattern which reflects itself as a physical expression in our eternal DNA. It is through the passing on of the genetic lineage in the physical body that thought forms are taken on by that body in the genetic stream, which eventually manifest themselves as physical things. Like genes, DNA are are susceptible to diseases. Through thought forms and patterns that we have inherited through the body, um, that tend to become more dominant relative to our behavior and our perception. It is through the various levels of consciousness that when activated or accessed in a person that we are able to overcome the inherited thought forms of the physical genetic strain. So what, what that means is saying that, you know, through the genetics so-called, uh, we are supposedly, uh, some of us are, are genetically uh, with the dip, uh, genetic disposition uh, will cause certain ailments over time, like high blood pressure or uh, arthritis, something, diabetes. I mean, that's not the case. It's all dependent on if we take on the same memories or the same light codes that were in our genes from the lineage prior. So through different techniques and exercises, we can open up that doorway because sometimes the door it's closed and we get stuck in one pattern of thought, like you were saying earlier. So by utilizing certain techniques and utilizing certain uh, words of power, we can remove those blockages and affect change within as well as without. Because whatever's going on inside, remember, has to take place outside. So if I got a if I got a dirty house right here, then my house out there is going to be just as dirty as well. So we got to keep it clean and uh, keep everything in the right perspective. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's also reflected on Tahuti. Well, I'm, we'll get back into that in a few minutes. Talk about the body. The body. We haven't gotten to the metaphysical aspects of it as of yet. We'll get there in a few seconds, but the body. Um, English body, trunk, chest of a man or animal, related to old high German, bota, of unknown origin. Now, elsewhere in Germanic, Germanic, uh, and the word has died out in German, replaced by leap, originally life, and kopa. Kopa could mean under, in, because um, core means under, and um means shrine or house. So under or in the shrine, the body is in the shrine. What is in the shrine? In the body. Uh, but in English, extension to person, person, you know, sun, the shrine of the sun, or through, vib- through, through the sound also, but, you know, through sound, what sound, the vibration of, um, it could be, you know, uh, in English, extension to person is from late 13, uh, circle meaning main part of anything within late old English, hence is used in reference to vehicles. Vehicles, if you remember, also car, K-A-R, 
means shrine. So vehicle, car in Medineta means um, shrine, K-A-R, as well as per, meaning house or shrine. But car, K-A-R, that's why I was saying corpore, like it means originally life and corpor, um from Latin. But you break down the metaneta, metaneta meaning divine word, going back to Holy Bible and also um, hologram. Hologram meaning, you know, the holy or, you know, divine. And gram meaning text, so metaneta is also dealing with um, that connection between, you know, the metaphysics. So, um, car, car, vehicle. You know, this, but this old statement right here is talking about the English body or body, trunk or chest of a man or animal. This alludes to the character of Asur within the storyline of the Persian Maru being encased in the trunk of a tree and arriving at the palace in Syria, also being captured by Seth and placed in a sarcophagus or a chest. And if you recall, um, Asur represents the wave, you know, the wave form or noon. The primordial waters, the undifferentiated energy matter, also represents physical reality. But it also represents being close or transformed into the particle, Haru, the light. And the dynamic, which, uh, Haru is the dynamic manifestation of the spirit into the physical reality. And I said it's the differentiated energy. So it's, it, I said it's the matter or the, it's the water that the particle sits on or Asur from the wave that wave being encased in the particle sits on. And the matter of the water is I said. And also the soul. Also um that is the soul encased within the pomegranate. The black dot, two dimensional reality, the seed, the point. Um it's also the connecting uh, the two mouths that connect within the ice Einstein and Rosen bridge. So um that's that that's the wormhole or the point, the um, the, the access to two realms or dimensions, the shortcut between two realms or dimensions. So I'm gonna come out of uh, get this right here, the book of the the book of the dead, by Muata, or Perti Maru, the book of enlightenment, the book of coming forth by day, by Muata, Doctor Muata Ashby. He says in here, speaking on Asir. Um, it said that Asir uttered his own name, I saw, and thereby brought the world and all life within it into existence. This is the process of incarnation, whereby the supreme being becomes the universe. I saw a lord of the perfect black is the personification of the blackness or darkness of the vast and manifest regions of existence, dark energy, dark matter, inner and, inner and outer melanin. Asur is the essence of all things and the very soul of every human being as the higher self who through ignorance has become involved in the world, has been slain by its own ego, represented by the God said, and struggles to regain its original state of perfection. I saw also symbolize the fragmented ocean of consciousness, which has been cut into pieces by the lower self. No longer is there the vast, all-encompassing, all-knowing, all-seeing consciousness. The divine has become limited in association with the human mind, body and senses due to the desire to experience human feelings and egoistic sentiments. Instead of looking at the universe through the cosmic mind, the divine now expresses him or herself through billions of life forms whose bodies, minds, and senses are too limited to see the vastness of creation. So, you know, Osar 
is the Lord of the perfect darkness or the perfect black is the personification of the blackness of the vast and manifest reasons of existence. It's the very essence of all things and the very soul of every human being. And the uh, path ancient hit mystery systems, everybody wanted to reach the level of Osa, meaning get to that point to where they were self governing, you know, and they didn't have any outside uh any outside influences trying to push them towards doing something that they knew was against their own spirit and they were doing things that felt right to them. You know, by just getting used to, you know, being able to learn and adapt certain things by experience and noticing what was right for them, you know, uh, um it, it gives me the um so uh Bruce Lee Bruce Lee stated Tape was useful when it is. I think they asked him what was uh when he developed that new fighting style, uh, Jeet Kune Do. They asked him. Uh, they asked him about about the style, and, and Bruce Lee was like, uh, "Absorb what is useful, disregard everything else." He said that um, it is being oneself. It is the reality and its isness, freedom in its primary sense, not limited by attachments, confinements. And complexities. It is a way of life, a movement towards willpower and control, enlightened by intuition. So absorb what's useful. If if it works for you, it's pragmatic. Then stick to your guns. And if it's, if you notice and you're losing something, you need to lose that something. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that's taking to that point. You know, taking us away from where we are, our goal or what we, our potential is leading us towards and pushing us towards what the world values and how the world accepts only things that are dealing with lustful uh, type of arenas of thought and control freaks and things like that. You know, everyone here is here together, so we don't need to be trying to control each other. There'll be no that a lot, you know, when I'm out and about. So, um, Absorb is useful. Disregard everything else. If it's useful, use it. If it ain't useful, you know, put it up and put it back. So, you know, uh, Osar became limited and associated with the human mind, body, and senses due to desire to experience human feelings and egoistic sentiments. That's the lower self, a set conquering the higher self. Now, come out of the metanet about Raul Net for a man. Briefly, it's, uh, I'm going to go over uh, the plight of uh, of what happened dealing with dealing with the whole scenario between between Set and the Asir and the party that Set had, had uh, invited or thrown for the king when he returned. So, all right, this is just going. This is a brief synopsis. Uh, uh, he brought a funeral dress in the shape of a man, which was so beautiful that everyone at the feast desired it for themselves. When everyone was enjoying state from beer drinking, Seth stated that he would give a chest to anyone whose body fit the chest perfect. Uh, and Kano saw an action to try it out, and of course, it fit him, his dimensions perfectly. I saw it into the chest and his body fit it in every part. Um, Seth jumped quickly to close the lid of the chest and nailed it down and solid it um, fast with lead. Needless to say, the king died. From suffocation. All that right there saying this part of the story is, uh, is referencing to Seth's reliance on alcohol and other drugs to facilitate his deceptive acts. 
Scythian mentality there. His deception masterpiece in regards to this method is to criminalize the use of drugs he cannot control and to make Sahu, man who believes anything, treat the enslaved through alcohol, through alcohol as an ill person. So the Sahu man, like doctors trying to heal somebody or, or the police out here arresting everyone, they, you know, saying they're doing drugs and stuff like that. Because the 72 conspirators with uh, the set were so-called police or whatnot. You know, they were there, you know, they slammed the, the lid of, of uh, Osar's sarcophagus down and encased him in there and he suffocated to death. But Satanists make careful study of those who would attack and conquer. So they study us. They've been studying the Satanists, Satanists. You know, that's why they put uh, an ABC store next to a gun store next to a school. You know what I'm saying? So you go you go to school, leave out of school. If you go to school, leave out of school, go to the ABC store, go buy the gun, then we go shoot our cousins on the block. You know, they're they watching us, you know, and they put these things in certain degrees and categories of placement in our psychology so that we have no other means of, of transformation. But the suffocation is uh, an allusion to the relationship of the breath and to the working of the indwelling divinity. As it is awakened through special breathing procedures, slow, deep, rhythmical breathing, its range of function is affected by a regular and shallow breathing. This, is, this has been dealt with in Chapter 23 of Volume 1 of the Metanetta written by Ronald Neville. I mean, so we need to learn how to get the deep, slow, conscious breathing in with rhythm, sometimes even mantras and visualizations to be able to um, develop those photons, light of the sun, the time, and get that pathway, photo, pata, path, you know, and you flip the word pata, you have inner peace or hatep, but that patam meaning pet, heaven, ta, earth, and hey, infinite. So it's the infinite pata, you know, again, heaven, pet, ta, earth, hey, infinite. Infinite, heaven, and earth. Is also meaning a connection because of the symbol of a rope going getting the figure of an eight, well, like the DNA pattern. So, connectional path, the infinite path from heaven to earth is what I like to say. So, um, keep going. The feast was broken up in great confusion as the followers set fell upon the people with their weapons to take over the government. Set commanded his followers to take the test away and dispose of it in a secret place. It hastened to the thick cover of darkness and flung into the Nile. The Nile's current took the open, took to the open ocean and was presumed lost forever on the bottom of the ocean. This is an allusion to the fact that indwelling intelligence is hidden away from most people in the subconscious bottom of the ocean. This is why meditation, which is the process of taking the consciousness into the subconscious, while retaining full consciousness, is an essential and religious work for tying both um, lower and higher self symmetry. So ended the world's reign of peace, harmony, and prosperity. The indwelling intelligence builds up the spirit, mind, and body of the individual from the moment of perception. Although it is restricted to managing, managing the involuntary vested functions of beings, it is the major influence in life during our infancy. Although the dormancy of the intellectual faculties prevented from expressing itself in the thinking of children, yet its influence is to be seen in the absence 
qualities. As children grow, their minds are taken over by the lower intellect, which totally eclipses the indwelling intelligence. Um, the Bible says, be like child, be like children in the garden, you know. Um, yet, this is, uh, this is set killing of soil, especially if their behavior is characterized by deception. In the life of nations in the history of the world, we find the same progression from innocence to wickedness. So our, our human intellectual grown mind uh, is, is blocking the indwelling intelligence from doing its job. So the deeper we go into meditations, it allows the indwelling intelligence to come back and influence life in general. Uh, when the bad news regarding our source of faith was taken, I said she was stricken with great sorrow. She wept bitterly and could not be consoled. In her, great, in her grief, she cut off a lock of her hair and put on mourning clothes and vowed to never rest until she found the body of her beloved king and husband. We will see in the first stage of initiation that the experiences of genuine sorrow over the restriction of the indwelling divinity to maintain the involuntary vestige of conscious functions of the body and mind, the dedication of oneself to expanding its functions, to ruling the external aspects of our lives, is the first requirement for spiritual upliftment. This is important for many people who deceive themselves with the conviction they are spiritual, yet experience no remorse over their acts that keep the divinity arriving in their being. With, uh, when, uh, when Jesus was on the path, uh, uh, the, uh, where, was he, where was he going? Damascus, I think, or, and he was going to see, uh, he had heard, no, he was just walking, he was going to come from, uh, come from Nazareth, some, come from somewhere. But he was walking on that path of Damascus and seen Mary, Mary Magdalene, the sister and wife, I, I believe, of Lazarus. They were weeping. That's saying that those two energies the, of uh, Eden and Pangala, when they're collected properly and we have remorse, for uh, noticing now and being observant of the indwelling intelligence having maintained and uh, progressed our life all that time, even though we didn't acknowledge it throughout those processes while I was doing that, maintaining our life, functions of the body and the mind, we become remorseful. You might shed a few tears, especially when you're dealing with the meditation. It brings about that um, primal emotionality. So we get those memories like, dang, you know, the past lives and all that, doing the like the uh tapping the celestial drum, like that Madula Amagala where you cross your fingers and you uh and you hold your you put your hands over your ears and you tap right there at that spot. You know, do that like twenty four times, thirty six times and uh you know, you can do it every day for however you want to. You just but that'll open up that area and give you those memories. But what this is saying when she cut her hair and she was grieving, saying she was in remorse and she was mourning. She she was saying it was it's saying that she felt sorrow for the for the not acknowledging the indwelling divinity that resides within all um within everything, you know what I'm saying? And then when you do acknowledge it, when we do acknowledge it, then it helps with the processing of our creation, personal as well as the infinite, you know, consciousness. All right, so um, going over here, let me skip these couple of pages. This is volume two right here. If, y'all have, if you're into the meta this is volume two. I knew I saw, I am Osar. 
uh, the Comedic Initiation System, you know. Um, all right, so right here, page 145. Yeah, well, let's jump right back into it. One day, I said request a shelter at the house of a poor woman, but was refused by the woman who was stricken with fear on seeing the scorpions accompanying her. But the scorpion man to slip in before the woman closed the door. The good child causing his immediate death. To repair the damage, I said other words of power which caused the child to come back to life with which the mother was so grateful that she allowed I said to stay in the house. When the person is devoted to resurrect me and do it in divinity, by his or her genuine experience of sorrow over its restricted role, a great deal of psychic healing powers awaken. It is an allusion to the awesome offensive powers residing in the six phenomenal chakras, psychic centers. They can only be wielded with great success by those who are devoted to God, the indwelling intelligence. An illusion uh, devoted to, to God, the indwelling intelligence. The coffin of the sewer was taken by the waves to Biblos, a port city in southern Syria. Remember, Biblos is also Bible, where we get the word Bible from, because that's where the, the uh, Kemites were uh, exporting paper to the, the Greeks, and that's where the Greeks would pick it up. So um, a port city in southern Syria, and it was cast onto the shore, the um, the coffin or the, the, the case, the, the, uh, the chest, the trunk. A tree sprang up and grew around it, enclosing the body of Osul in its trunk. News of this tree, which grew, which grew so rapidly and of such beauty, came to the king of this alien land. He commanded that it be cut down, and its trunk brought to him. He erected it as a pillar in his house without knowing the great secret it contained within it. This is an allusion to the exploitation of the Osurian religion and the tree of life to Palestine in spirit. They received it, but never fully understood the true secrets it held within it. It also informs us that in seeking spiritual instruction, given such dominance at home, we will have to search in foreign lands and people. Sometimes it ain't where we think it is. You know, we can look under the rugs. You know, we be looking in the closet trying to find it for mom and daddy and friends and abound. Yet still, foreign lands in my uh, perspective, my own perspective. Foreign lands means we go into alternate dimensions of thought, where we no longer we don't have to get any type of instruction from uh, indirect instruction from someone that is here and now. So we go to the ancestral realm and we open up those portals and be able to access that those spectrums, those phantoms that reside within the photons, and then that's direct. Access that's an all access path to yourself, your higher intelligence, your indwelling intelligence, and it gives uh, the Sahu man a, a better uh, alternate route of existence and, and is allowed to go back up instead of thinking down there in those in those realms of thought in the in the, in the um, base chakra and up to the solar plexus is allowed it, its a uh, route to the heart and up back to the pineal gland or waking of uh, of Osar in the tree. So see now that's what the tree is about as well, the, the trunk and the chest. So English body, trunk, chest of a man or animal. The man or animal, man meaning my animal, means the animated uh, abstract essence of a thing, animation, so that Kundalini energy spiraling up to mind. Or chest, also meaning of a mind or man or animal, lower self and the higher self, the 
animal with lower self, the man or mind, the higher self. So that trunk and chest is what it's encased in. You know, so now getting that energy to uh, unite and marry or whatnot, the grand unification theory is based on consciousness and that all things are conscious. And that means that all things have some type of spirit or phantom within it. So being able to talk to or communicate with that spirit or consciousness as states um, here, miraculous also is miraculous communication of flatus, miraculous communication of supernatural knowledge. The supernatural knowledge resides within the breath, the intelligence. The intelligence inside God speaks to my genes. So how, you know, how do we speak to our genes? Do meditation and deep conscious breathing, also accessing more light. The other day, my nephew, this is that's how, you know, I know it's a change takes place. My, my nephew was talking to me. Well, we was talking about something. So I, I think his dad asked me, uh, yeah, he asked me, so you don't eat no meat? And I was like, nah, I'm a vegan, you know, eggs, you know. Only eggs or milk, and you know, not like that. I said no milk either, and I was like, well, you know, I, I do certain milk, rice milk every once in a while, or all the milk sometimes. You know, cut back on the coconut due to the anger going and all that, but blood not the type diet thing. Thirsty coconut after all these years, but uh, so uh, he's like, dang, that's that's wild, that's what's up. But then the, my last thing I said was, you know, if we was we were supposed to do dairy, we would come out the butt of a, uh, of a cow, and he started laughing, you know. Then my nephew was like, so what, what were we supposed to eat, um, a monkey? And I was, you know, he was just joking. My, you know, my nephew, you know, we've talked a few times, you know, so I was like, nah, you know, some primates uh, eat just vegetables and fruits and, and things that are, uh, like, directly from the sun. So he's like, well, you know, step down from the sun as far as fire, air, water, and earth, you know. So he's like, so what are we supposed to eat, the sun? Uh, mm. I said, what? I said, you got it. You're right on point. Yes, we're supposed to eat the sun. Said, that, that's the ancient, that's a, 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 another way of saying, you know, the symbol ka. When the hands are raised in the ka symbol and we are, you know, doing that qigong with our hands, and one one foot is forward, the other foot is back, and we breathe in through the hands while facing the east, or facing the sun. That's you know, I was like, that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing, eating the sun. You know, some people live off of that on this planet right now. Breatharians, where you know, step down, cosmic, galactical, solaric energy. So as it comes down, the first thing it does, fire cools to what air. Then it cools to water, then it cools to earth. So as Ra cooled down to Shu, Yahshua, we breathe in life. And the truth, the way, and the life. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he was right on point. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're supposed to be the sun. I don't know where you got that, but you were very intuitive. So that that's that Tahuti or that step down, that's what Tuji was uh, granted or was employed by Ra to sing a song, to make a song. And that song was developed into life, pretty much, with the um, with those uh, four different aspects of creation 
that had a feminine and a masculine side, being they are a moon, um, uh, a moon, noon, and hay. A moon meaning hidden, noon meaning primordial waters, uh, K meaning darkness, and hay meaning infinite. So it's the infinite, dark, primordial waters, or the hidden, infinite, dark, primordial waters, that when you put all that together, A, and K, H, again, is off. But it's also a moon that only that to, being the feminine aspect, but it meaning the A and K H meaning life. You know what I'm saying? So Tahuti through word, you know, Tahuti the second seed or logos, Chakma wisdom through word brought forth life. And also recall that Tahuti or Dude or Hermes or whatnot. It's not really a person or nothing like that. It's step down cosmic, galactical, solaric forces or energy that develop life on the planet Earth, or in general life through the concept of our agreement. So we develop a system that Tahuti or Yahweh or whatnot is the principle of the word, not actually has to be a physical word that is uttered, but it's the principal other word, meaning fire, air, water, and earth, or kalak, the sound, first sound of creation, or um, you know what I'm saying, the sound of creation as it is expanded outward. So now we have life. Now let's get, we're going to go into, uh, go into the metaphysical or the, how the first word in met in metanet metu so metu is word metu means divine so metaphysical is not a physical word but it is divine word but metu means away from in in Latin I think but it means uh away from the physical so. What is move? Move is water, or life, air is fire, light, and also great. Ra is sun. Ku means light. It also means I am, as in um, a nuke or nuku, nuku, nuke. So I am, and ka means spirit. Um, Last, you change the L to an R because L's and R's are interchangeable. It uh, changes the word to Ras. That means rise. Also, uh, Rese means um, south, and Resh means to rejoice. So we have um, moon, water, or life, fire, um, earth, fire, or light, or great. So it's, it can be. It is it is um, the life light of the sun. Or well, I am cool. I am the life light of the sun. The spirit that rises, given to the soul, because by d by the soul and d or di, pronounced d is give in in our metaneta. So move. Life, uh, er, light or great, Ra, sun, Ku, I am, 
Ka spirit, Ras, rise, or rejoice, or south, and Ba, soul, and D, give. So it is I am the life. I am the life light of the sun that rises, that uh, the, the rise, the spirit that rises and rejoices from the south or the lower self to the, and given to the soul, the higher self. So that's the miraculous or miraculous body, miraculous body. I am the light life of the sun, the spirit that rises rejoicing from the south, giving to the soul. I am the life light of the sun, the spirit that rises in rejoicing from the south, giving to the soul. So that just that word miraculous or marakaras body, karas body, marak, marakaras body. So or maraku, marak, maraku, karas body. Yeah, maraku, karas body. And the word karas uh, comes from, or Christ comes from the word krista, it comes from the word kasheta. Kasheta is one of the highest titles of the priests of the material gods, the Ta'amun and Atun. The title kasheta is literally translated as guardian of the mysteries. Ker, ker um, again, means Shrine and Shetra means mysteries or or hidden or darkness. So Kher means shrine of the mysteries, also guardian, because your shrine is the same something that puts some that place something in that is uh, a value or of esteem value in a spiritual sense. The title Kharesta title is literally translated as guardian of the mysteries that has been used to designate the material of the dead wasil or asiru in combination with un netir kershata, and it is translated as the merciful guardian of the mysteries. That is um, cited by Master Nabu. Give thanks that it's a do- he's a Dogon priest. Give thanks that brother. Another form, another form of the commodity where kershata is karast or karast, and it is a symbol of the body of Osa, wrapped up in white linen, like a mummy. This is the origin of Jesus being wrapped in swaddling clothes. She, who is the black matter or black mother, wrapped him up with clothes with a cloth band of flesh and laid him in a manger, the pomegranate. And the light brought fine and he, the light brought fine linen, matter, and took him down, descended into the flesh, wrapped him in the linen, and laid him in a sepulchre, pomegranate. Mm-hmm. Spurn, you become the Christ, Jesus, the light of the world. Remember, sperm is, is very brilliant in his, in, his, uh, in his light. Thus, the sperm becomes the Christ, Jesus, the light of the world. This is your natural birthright if you accept it. I say thanks. You know what I'm saying? And 
accept who you are. All right. Keep moving. So the miraculous Marakaras body. Marakaras body. I am the life light of the sun, the spirit that rises with rejoicing from the south to give to the soul. Right? That's what that was about. Part itself one sec. Okay. Get back into it where we at. Oh, flooding back in. All right, so uh, this was a something, the miraculous body was something I wrote previously. I placed it on, um, I placed it on Moore's Bill. Then I read, I, I went over the weekend, I got three teeth pulled. Over the last Thursday, I got three teeth pulled, right? So I come home. You know, the doctor asked me if I wanted to pee. I didn't even want to get it out there. Yeah, he was some uh, hydrocodone, something mixed. It's a generic something. I don't know. But uh, they gave me some antibiotics and all that. And um, I was like, yeah, okay. And so I waited for it at the pharmacy over there at the uh, VA hospital and stuff. And, you know, yeah, I was I was in the military back in 95. It would not be anyway. So I, I, get the, I, I get the medicine leave. I already know I'm not going to. Touch the medicine. I ain't opening it. But uh, so I'm getting down the highway. I, they did now, yeah. I did get down the seat or whatever uh, before they took the three teeth out because I wasn't prepared for it. I don't, I don't think I, I don't know. Maybe I am, but I, I don't think I was going to be prepared for all that jerking, twisting of the of the teeth and the bone and going through that pain. I, I didn't, you know, deep meditation and, and going into samadhi right then on the spot would have been something hectic and. I need practice for that. I'm going to be honest. But, oh, no, I get home. I'm going down the highway. The pain started coming at first. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so I'm sitting there like, hold on now. I'm going to have to do something because, you know, I'm not ta- I'm not taking any pills. I'm not putting, you know, I'm not putting anything foreign. And uh, it's something that's going to be in disagreement to my cellular structure, my molecular structure, my atoms, and my photons. I mean, they eat it up. My melanin, they eat it up. But then it's going to want more of it because, you know, I it came to that agreement now. So, you know, I already went on. I've been on that side, so I know what it's like on this side. There goes that, you know, pragmatic. If it if it works, you know, stick these guns. So I'm like, I'm not going to put that in my body. So getting down the highway, pain's coming. Finally, I'll make it home. First thing I do when I get home, unload, of course, but I um I make a tea. I put uh, I make a tea. With what was it? Black. What was cloves? It was cloves. Um, dandelion. Got that strong right there, you know, the strong lion teeth. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> what else? And I put in mustard seed and a little olive oil in the water. And I put all that together, I, you know, got them little tea bags, the rescue bags, and I put that in the bag, in the bag, boiled it, got a tea bag, a, a detox tea bag, organic tea bag, wet it with some cold water, and placed it in the socket where the teeth was pulled, all of them pulled on the same side. So I placed that in the socket. I drank the tea, came back, I turned up all the power in the house, 
again, short, you want short wave um, energy. You know, what I'm saying that long, that long wave. So turned up all the power in the house. Came in my room, in my little space right here, and I meditated for about thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, just deep breathing. Um, no, no special meditation. Hold on, what, what meditation? I just meditated. That's all. I just deep breathe. I didn't focus on anything. No sounds or nothing. Just breathing in and out. Got the meditation. No pain. Nothing. You know the tea. The tea for one had tannin in it, so it was an antibiotic and a pain reliever. And uh, uh, as well as the mustard seed, that's a pain reliever. So I, you know, putting all those elements together. Reduce the pain. So I did that throughout the day, that night. Woke up the next day, and uh, I, I mentioned it to one of my brothers that we, we trained together in uh, in the marshal and everything. And he's like, man, you know you got your people. <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> you know, a lot of people want to get people to have inflammation or whatever, and their, and their jaws or whatever you know, swell up. I got three people on the same side, and there's no inflammation. No, uh, no signs of uh, any type of any type of surgery. You know what I'm saying? And that's due to the miraculous, miraculous body here. So, uh, you know, over it's been like seven, eight years, seven years now, vegetarian, three years vegan, uh, minimal activity with electronic devices. This right here uh, is what I do on on. It's and Tricks Tuesdays, but as far as, uh, and I'm being real honest, as far as getting on the iPhone, I have an iPhone that I'm on now, and as far as uh, listening to the radio and watching TV, I, I haven't really done that about seven, well, really seven years going on eight now. And um, this has been a process. Is that I've learned certain things about those mechanisms, but I've also had to uh, deal with the growing as a youngster or whatever, and how it affected me spiritually and mentally, and I was noticing it, and I didn't, uh, I didn't transform then because I was so, I was going in the same, uh, as far as, like, what we do, we pretty much follow suit to what's going on in front of us, and uh, so excluding myself from people and, and stuff like that around me and going outside to foreign areas, like, like we talk about, Dr. Valentine and Dr. Aline, and learning different um, aspects of what's going on in this reality and then actually, you know, doing it and applying that, those things and, and taking certain things away and then adding certain things. Because when you take something away, you're giving certain things. It's like when you give, you receive. Same thing. You know what I'm saying? So the miraculous body, this is a brief outline of a few events that occurred during the week of summer solstice. Uh, first of all, it was a wonderful gathering at the Melanin Conference. Although I only attended a portion of the first day, I had to get back to uh, get back on the highway and go to Washington D.C. Spent the remainder of the weekend there. Made it back home Monday. On Tuesday morning, I jumped back into my routine daily rituals. I started out with a couple of lemon water, light stretch, and meditation at 6 a.m. 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups. After it, a set of qigongs and a tai chi form. I normally run every Tuesday morning, so I set out about 9.30 a.m. before it got too warm. Got to Walmart up the road from where I dwell. When I was done, I bought some water and juice and some pineapples, then went back outside and waited on, some, on my son to pick me up. As I was preparing to sit in the Lotus, which I, is how I usually sit down, I heard and felt my left knee pop and crack in two places. 
I chose not to focus on that pain that was initiated from the twist and instead continued to sit in the lotus for 30 minutes while waiting on my ride. There wasn't much discomfort. The first day, yet the second day, I felt it more so when I noticed I couldn't get into meditation posture and I knew it was time to do some self-healing. I meditated in the sitting posture in place of lotus, focusing on the breath and allowing the energy to move in the proper direction without mentally forcing it. Afterward, I did a qigong set in a small tai chi form to assist with the flow of energy, melanin, as well as assist in correcting any abnormalities in my muscular skeletal system. From there, I took some vitamin C, B-complex, moringa, and made a grapefruit and orange juice plant, fresh fruit, organic produce. Popped all of the supplements, drank two cups of the juice, allowed it to empty out of the stomach, then took a nap at about 3 o'clock p.m. with all the power in the house off. On awakening, I felt refreshed and whole, yet there was still discomfort in my knees, so I performed the same routine for the next three days, including unplugging from external electronic devices, which give off long-wave electronic magnetic frequencies in opposition to short-wave frequencies, which carry more photonic, photon energy, the infinite light from heaven, the earth required to supplement the cells. So by Saturday, I was back at it in my normal pace. No pain, no gain. It's the old saying. In the book, Melanin, the Key to Freedom by Dr. Richard King, he calls the melanated body the holy black body. Deciphering the word African, um, one can give a little insight on this title as well. Afu equals body, Ra equals sun, Ka equals spirit. So in essence, it's spiritual body of the sun or the light body. Developing a karas body Light body helps prevent and cure any ailment within the hand of Western medicine, dipping into, without the hand of Western medicine, dipping into our soul or our pockets. If you or if anyone you know may, uh, if you may know of anyone, if you or if you may know of anyone that would like to learn more about developing their inner uh, personal energy or melanin through meditation, tai chi or qigong training, as well as assessments on health and natural means to return to homeostasis, violence, about aunt lord of your life um you can contact me on uh oh, this is what i put on there yeah but you can message me um i'm available love you all peace prosperity protection and good health that is uh that's where this whole idea of miraculous body came from that from that occasion when i twisted my knee um a couple of weeks ago after uh summer solstice and, uh, you know, going through that process of self-healing and everything, I was like, yeah, the miraculous body, this, this is a good thing to be in, uh, you know, connected to right here. And, you know, I ain't went to the doctor for a cold in eight years or anything for for that matter unless I personally felt like I think I went to the doctor because, uh, I, oh, yeah, I was having a headache. And for, come to find out, I was, I was beat. B12 excessive. I was doing too much B12, getting too much vitamin B12 because it was in. Uh, I was taking B12, too many B12 supplements, you know, because, you know, being a vegan, they say we're supposed to have an ample amount of B12 because we ain't eating meat and meat. Got more B, we got the most uh, amounts of B12 available to it. But uh, at any rate, I cut back and I, you know, I'm good now. All right, so balance. You know what I'm saying? It's all about balance, about my Lord of your life, by luck. You know, you, you, on that seesaw sometimes, you know, you know, uh, Gilbert, Dr. Uh, Gilbert Black said, uh, when you walk on the fence, you can't, you can't walk both sides. You might injure you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, there's a conference. Uh, and, like, you know, 
be tiptoeing on that fence, that tight line, and, and you know, try and try and walk both sides, left foot over here, right foot. Low self might get damaged. So you know, it's good to be able to get on one side and, and see how far you came. You know, look back, see how far you came, and remember. You know, because through memory is learning. You know what I'm saying? So when we learn something, it's really accessing the memory of what has already been instructed within or constructed within the whole message, within our DNA or our genetics. And with all things in the spectrum of reality, as far as the holographic perception is concerned, all holograms have to have one thing, and that's that's light in order for it to manage and to be what it is, life or the whole message. If it ain't got the right amount of light, it's not going to be the whole message or the holy message or basically Hulu, you know what I'm saying? And um, my sides, mass, meaning children, you know, so the children of light. And it, it ain't got nothing to do with Illuminati, and then it's all us. You know, everybody on planet Earth got the Ahalu in their in their mind or in their brain, basically. You know, we all, when Dr. Arlene came down, I had on that shirt, and I was like, I said, uh, who knows what this is? And, then, you know, well, I was like, well, if you split your, your brain satisfactorily, we have this right here in the center of our brain. And it, it's really what it's uh, symbolizing and is also reflecting on how our ancestors speak to us in the present day, the past is the presence of our future. So it's, it's a gift to be able to see that. So this our Haru got the little line at the top and, then, you know, the circle and all that, the poop and everything and all that. So it's reflecting our inner reality through this external symbol, but it has the, the diamond land over here that is uh is the circle. Then you have the hypothalamus is the mind on the on the on the, on the opposite end is going down. Has the medulla oblongata as that swirling, and the cerebrum will be right behind it. And then you have the pineal gland behind right where the circle is and seeing the pineal gland will be located right there. The territory gland will be upper uh, towards the um towards the uh, left hand side right there where near the um the, where the medulla oblongata or that swirling that's the tongue aspect or the taste is also reflected on the five and the six or the sixth sense being the higher sense of thought the mind. That's that long um, the line at the very top. But anyway, that's within all of us, the eye for Haru. So we all have the potential to be heroes, you know, or be Haru. And, you know, they and they try to knock us, knock our hustle. All right, so getting into uh, some a little bit more of uh, the Maracaras body. First Corinthians 15, um, verse 52, 54. Suddenly, like the blink of an eye, the last trumpet, when it shall sound, and the dead shall rise without corruption, and we shall be transformed. But this destructible is going to wear indestructibility, and this mortal shall wear immortality. Whenever this destructible puts on indestructibility and this mortal immortality, 
Then that word which is written shall come to pass. Death is swallowed up by victory. Death is symbolic of ignorance, set, swallowed up by victory. Victory on the tree of life, of uh, the Kabbalist tree of life, is uh, Netzach. Netzach is the seven seats or the seven spear, and that's Heteru within the comedic tradition of the Patnatir or the cake of the divine, the ingredients of the divine. So Heteru is the house of light. The house of light is the seventh seat, the sixth seat is Haru. Haru is the light. So the house of light swallows set. The house of light or Heteru is also the match the forces. Heteru is equivalent to a Nebet, Nebet. And uh, also, when we talked about earlier, I said, and uh, with on well, not I said, but Mary Magdalene, Mary and uh, Mary Magdalene was on the the road, which is the Sushumana or the spine. This Eden Pagala also reflective of of I said and Nebuchadnezzar. So that is Hesheru, who swallows up ignorance through the imaginative creative forces. Haru is right there on one end, and then right after uh, after said is swallowed up, who's on the other end? The ninth seat. The ninth seat is the throne. It's Aset. So you got six, seven, eight, and nine. You know, seven, eight, nine. And right there, death is swallowed up by victory, but ignorance uh, is the eight and is eat. Well, eaten by, by um, so so it's being eaten by seven or hit to root. The house of light. The house of light is your the word we just state is our stomach. It's the stomach area. It's where we just state creation. We get the butterflies, the nerves. But when we go into sort of meditations, we won't have that feeling like that down there, and that's just as much anymore because we let that energy generate back up. That's why we're having a lot of gastrointestinal problems, gerds, and all these things because all the energy gets stepped down there. So that word, which is written, shall come to pass. Where is written again? That's text. That's the whole message. The whole message, that word is an undefinable word. It's infallible. It's an unspoken word. You know what I'm saying? It's basically what it is is meditation. It's keeping moving. Coming out of the non-comedy passage, non-comedy, of course, means uh, non is uh, wisdom. Ham is dark or black and mighty is God. So it's the black or dark. Um, um, wise guide, you know what I'm saying? So that's melanin and, and internal and external melanin. That's the not comedy. Um, the Gospel of Philip, light and darkness, life and death, right and left, are brothers of one another. They are inseparable. Because of these, because of this, neither are good, good, neither, nor evil, evil, nor is life, life, nor death, death. For this reason, each one will dissolve into its earliest origin. Those who are exalted above the world are indissoluble and internal. Names given to the worldly are very deceptive, for they divert our thoughts from what is correct to what is incorrect. Thus, one hears the word God does not perceive what is correct, but perceives what is incorrect. So also with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and life and light and resurrection and the church and all the rest. People do not perceive what is correct, but they perceive what is incorrect, unless they have come to know what is correct. The names which are heard in the world deceive. If they were in the AI or the internal world all around, they would not. They would know by they. Um, they would at no time be used as names in the world. Nor 
where they said, among world things, they have an end in the Aeon. One single name is not uttered in the world, the name which is which the Father gave to the Son. It is the name above all things, the name of the Father. The Son would not become Father unless he wore the name of the Father. Those who have this name know it, but they do not speak it. But they, those who do not have it do not know it. His flesh is the Word, and his blood is the Holy Spirit. He who has received these has food and has drink and clothing. Um, it is through water and fire that the whole place is purified, the visible by the visible, the hidden by the hidden. They are they are some things there are some things hidden through those visible. There is water and water, there is fire and chrism. Chrism is consecrated oil used in Greek and Latin churches, especially in baptism and confirmation and ordination. And God is a dyer. Dyer um, or dye is a substance used for changing the color of something, usually permanently. So as the good dyes, which are called true, my eye dissolved with the things died in them. So it is with those whom God has died, since his dyes are immortal. They become immortal by means of his colors. Now God dips what he dips in water. So God dies, or die meaning something that changes one thing to another color. That's alchemy. So as we transform, we are called true. It was makaru, you know what I'm saying? meaning true of voice, or true of sound. So when that vibration or frequency of sound permeates the cellular molecular structure and the atomic structure by way of that photonic, it is not a verbalization that's external. It's so vocal in most cases through meditation. Some of the times when I meditate, I might say, or I might verbalize it outwardly, but most of it is through um, through words that are unheard. It's like we were saying up here, um, the one who hears the word God does not perceive what is correct because we we listen to what a lot of people think God is something external, so they you know they participate with that reality with the external means of saying God like that. You know they don't even do the math on on God or, or, or Gad, for that matter, and then go into what that might mean, like I think it means night or darkness. Um, I can't recall. Yeah, something like that. But as God dies, changes one thing from one way to another, because that's what we do. We're, we're alchemists, remember? So alchem, meaning God of darkness or whatnot. We change one thing to another color and then to another color. So since his dyes are immortal, they become immortal by means of his colors. So now God dips what he dips in water. Water is symbolic of what? The letter M. M is the 13th letter. So the 13th letter, M, meaning chaos of the, of the Hebrew alphabet as well as the so, uh, the English alphabet, which is bastardized language that's born from different cultures and different, uh, different um, scripts. So, um, well, M meaning chaos, blood, mighty, and water. So that's creation. So he dips it in creation. Now God dips what he dips in, in creation. So we dip into creation at all times, at different times and different ways of doing so on this path, infinite path. Um, that's the same as uh, the waveform. 
coming out of the vastness of, of noon or whatnot and putting on putting on the flesh. So the word is the flesh. Remember, his flesh is the word, and his blood is the Holy Spirit. What's, what resides within the blood is spirit, and what is spirit, Holy Spirit, is the holy breath, because the blood goes within the heart, and, you know, and then the heart leases into the, when we breathe in, it goes to the lungs, you know what I'm saying? Then the lung feeds it to all the the, the the circulatory system and goes through the whole body, through the blood. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Breath, goes through the body and his flesh is the Word because the Word is the intelligence. It's fire, air, water, and earth. Ra, um, Ra, Shu, Kefnut, and Geb. All right. Um, this is uh, the Sophia of Jesus Christ. Sophia means wisdom. Jesus Christ, uh, Matthew or Mataru said to him, Lord, no one can find the truth except through you. Therefore, teaches us the truth of my heart. The Savior said, he who is ineffable, uh, no principle knew him, no authority, no subjection, nor any creature from the foundation of the world until now except him alone. He went to him to whom he wants to make revelation to him who is from first light. From now on, I am the great Savior, for he is immortal and eternal. Now he is eternal, having no birth. For everyone who has birth will perish, he is unbegotten, having no beginning. For everyone who has a beginning has an end. Since no one rules over him, he has no name. For whoever has a name is the creation of another. So who is the one who has no name? The hidden name. That's Amun-Ra. Amun. Amun-Ra is the hidden it's the unknown name or whatnot, but that's on that on the Lord Nebuchadnezzar, which basically means uh, uh, what does it mean? It's another aspect of Ptah Ra, well Amen Ra Ptah, and um, three times the Trinity is within that. Oh, let me see. So I got it right here somewhere. Even though it's coming up in here, uh, everything is Amen Ra Ptah three and one. That's what Nebuchadnezzar means, basically. And that is uh, another Nebuchadnezzar is another name for um, Asur. But it is uh, everything is Amen Ra Ptah, or everything is the hidden sun. The fashioner, the fashioner of the hidden sun is everything, and that is uh, our mortal self. We gotta get into it. We got our love from try to get everything right here out there. The eighth reveals the ninth. This is also coming out the Hag, Hag um, I mean the Nahamadi. Um I spoke on some of this last week inside of the the whole message, the hologram. I understand mine, Hermes. And you look at the word Hermes, you got her and Mes. So um, her rule means light, uh, mess means child or baby. So it's uh, the baby of light or the child of light, the seed of light. Her also going to her rule meaning. Hermes is another name of Tahuti or Dut. Recall though, this is uh, Hermes is wisdom, it's the logos, it's the word that was um, that Ra um, employed, so to speak, that developed life. So. You know, word is fire, 
air, water, and earth. That's the physical reality. You know what I'm saying? So when we access our true inheritance, which is cross, when we come down off the cross, the, the word, you know, the four, the four letters there, then we obtain a higher self when we are able to see from this end to the other end of that uh, that so-called like the Einstein-Rossin bridge. Uh, it takes a little bit, you know what I'm saying, you know, the, the practicing of the Tai Chi, the Qigong, the deep breathing exercises, all right? So I understand mine, Hermes, who cannot be interpreted because he keeps within himself. And I rejoice, my father, because I see you smiling and the universe rejoices. Therefore, there is no creature that will lack your life. For you are the Lord of the citizens in every place. Your providence protects. I call you father, aeon of the aeon, straight divine spirit. And by spirit, he gives rain upon everyone. What do you say to me, my father, Hermes, concerning these things? I do not say anything, my son, for it is right before God that we keep silent about what is hidden. Trismegistus. Trismegistus means uh, three times great or, you know, three times great goes right back to nepotism, uh, three and one, the trinity, mother, mother, father, and son. That's the three higher aspects it's the, uh, of after the, coming from the heart region going up to the throat chakra, then into the pituitary or the first eye chakra and the crown chakra, pomegranate and the crown chakra, when they are united through heart energy, you know what I'm saying, giving birth to your higher self and your higher representation of who you are, representation, seeing yourself again in the mirror. I got I had one of those moments today with that reflection too. Thought I was, thought I was, but then you know that parallel all over. I was like the uh, thirteen year slave, and it was twelve years slave, thirteen years of slave. <laughs> anyway, all right. So return to praising my son and seeing why you are silent. Ask what you want in silence. Well, we had finished praising. Well, he had finished praising. He shouted, "Father, just What shall I say?" We have received this light, and I myself see the same vision in you. I see the eighth and the souls that are in it, and the angels sing the hymn to the ninth and its powers. And I see him who has the power of them all, creating those that are in the spirit. It is an advantage from now on that we keep silence in a reverent posture. Do not speak about the vision from now on. It is proper to sing the hymn to the Father until the day to quit the body. What you sing, my Father, I too want to sing. I am singing your hymn within myself while you rest yourself, be active in praise. For you have found what you see. But it is proper, my father, that I praise because I am filled to my heart. What is what is proper is you pray that you will sing to God so that it might be written in this imperishable book. I will offer up the praise in my heart as I pray to the end of the universe and the beginning of the beginning to the object of man's quest, the immortal discovery, the beginner of life and truth, the soul of reason, the love of immortal life. No hidden word will be able to speak about you, Lord. Therefore, my mind wants to sing a hymn to you daily. I am the instrument of your spirit. Mine is your plectrum or point, and your counsel plucks me. I see myself. I have received power from you, for your love has reached us. Right, my son. Grace, after these things, I give thanks by singing your hymn to you, for I have received life from you. When you made me wise, I praise you. I call your name that is hidden with me. You are the one who exists with the spirit. I sing your hymn to you reverently. All right, so go back up a little bit right here. Um... We have received this light, and I myself see the same vision in you. I see the eighth and the souls that are in it, and the angels 
sing a hymn to the ninth in his powers, and I see him who has the power of them all creating those. It is advantages for now on that we keep silence in a reverent posture. Do not speak about the vision from now on. It is a proper it is proper to sing a hymn to the Father until the day to quit the body. And I see that's allegorical. It's not really saying keep it a secret like like uh, today was the twenty first, right, of July and what was today's uh don't no person is your friend who demands your silence or denies your, your right to grow. You know what I'm saying? It's, like I said, I don't be picking the days. It's just this right here just flowed in with it, but it's advantages from now on that we keep silence in a reverent posture, meaning keep it in your meditative posture and learn to say certain power words so vocally with the intent of growth and the intent of bringing up or enhancing that energy and allowing it to go back to the pomegranate, which is a two-dimensional reality within that's embedded within our uh the way our soul, the asur, is embedded within the manger or in the sepulchre right there, in the in the so-called uh, um, trunk or the case of the trunk of the tree, you know. So a lot of energy to go. What you seeing, my father? I want to see as well. I see the vision now. He said, "She's that vision." So while we while we while we are keeping silent in that reverent posture, we also are visualizing. So we have a vision of what we want or who where we're going or sometimes that vision is the darkness. You know what I'm saying? Connectivity to our ancestral um inheritance. I sing that sing I sing the hymn within myself while you rest yourself to be uh, yourself be active in praise, but you have found what you see. Um it is written in this imperishable book talking about the um Karas body this imperishable book, this immortal body is written in there in your DNA. And it's a portal that you can exchange and go from here to there all all the way like the movie The One and get all your collective past lives and future lives and put them into one point. That, that's mind is your plectrum. And your counsel plucks me. I see myself. I receive power from you for your love as bitch does. So that one point getting everything and getting it back human, you know what I'm saying, at zero point, you know what I'm saying, getting all those different existences or whatever to a collective area where you now are operating. You are the generator, operating, destroyer as well. Because some of those points, you, you know what I'm saying, you ain't really want to have to deal with it like that, but you bring it back to the point of, of now, now time, you know what I'm saying. So you get to that zero point. Zero mean completion. All right, so um, you are the one who exists within the spirit. That's the consciousness. That's the intelligence. You know what I'm saying? It wakes up the, uh, the DNA. It helps to get them telomeres, them telomeres back jumping right. You know what I'm saying? It extends your life, but also extends your immortality. It, you know, we're about to get into right here, the Egyptian book of the dead again, um, Muata Ashby, Dr. Muata Ashby, coming out of page 92, is talking about um, Jehudi. Jehudi is the symbol of right reason and a link to the higher self. When the determination to pursue the divine arises, the struggle becomes a holy war against ignorance and illusion within one's consciousness. If this process is not understood as a struggle to overcome anger, hatred, greed, bigotry, jealousy, etc., 
with oneself, the energy of the struggle becomes directed to the world outside of oneself in the form of political, religious, social, ethnic, gender, etc., and it endeavors in conflicts. The struggle between Haru and Set does not end with either destroying the other. Haru pursues the path of reason, seeking counsel with the wisdom of Jehudi. Wisdom follows the exercise of reason. Reason follows the practice of studying, questioning, reflecting, and inquiring into the nature of truth. Set, the lower self, refuses to abide by the decree of wisdom, but he is eventually sublimated through his own humiliation and ignorance. In the end, with the aspiring to line with all the divine forces, the lower self can no longer struggle. The overwhelming force of the divine pushes the lower self into a position of service rather than of mastership, and this is its rightful place. So through words of wisdom, or the Jehuti, through gaining the photonic light and bringing it back into its rightful place where it is affecting the change, the divine light, the photonic light is affecting the change and the indwelling intelligence is now united with the external intelligence and both of them have married or united and merged back together, then that light, the inner and the external light, the lower light and the higher light will extend a pathway that will bring or magnetize, so to speak, that we go back to uh, El Coop, that magnetic pole, the El Coop will, will get back online. That's that portal right there. You know what I'm saying? That's that uh, that bridge, that Einstein Lawson bridge right there. That get back online, and you will see certain things just popping off in your life. You know what I'm saying? That's that, that dot, that, that Bindu dot, when it's connected back through power words such as what Jehuti is expressive of, you know, divine, the divine light or the photonic energy or consciousness or, in this case, intelligence through the breath brings about that transformation. All right, so uh, going from there, we go into um, oh, right here, this is the end of uh, this last this last statement states within, within the 8th to the ninth. My son, write this book for the temple at Diospolis in hieroglyphic characters and title it, The Eighth Reveals the Ninth. The Eighth Realm reveals the Ninth Realm. The Eighth Realm is outside of the Seventh Spirit. Seventh Spirit is the Ionic Spirit. Eighth is the Exo Spirit, if I'm not mistaken. I was a subtle word. Okay, Little Spirit. Let me make out something. Little Spirit, uh, Biosphere. It is right here, sphere. Um, troposphere, stratosphere, mesosphere, magnetosphere. That's what I was missing. Then the ion sphere. So you have spirit at the earth and solid like rocks, little litho, um, paleolithic. Uh, then you have troposphere, or well, little sphere. Um, biosphere, troposphere, uh, stratosphere, the mesosphere, the magnetosphere, then the ionosphere. And outside of that is the exosphere. That's when we, we exit out of those seven prisms or those seven bars of confinement. 
through proper breathing techniques and uh, different dietary, uh, changing different aspects of lifestyle, of your lifestyle and stuff like that. Uh, you look at it like this through, through uh, oh, well, anyway, you look at it like through deep conscious breathing and then versus or in comparison to uh, shallow breathing. You're either going to have confinement of the spirit or you have refinement of the spirit. So shallow breathing will bring about confinement of the intelligence, and it will be locked in those seven prisms. Deep conscious breathing will bring about refinement and purification of those elementals, and then it will unleash or will let it break free or allow it to break free from those seven spirits. Those seven spirits are in relation to the seven chakras as well. And as you extend outwardly, you will see that it's, you know, it's, it's infinite. They really, we really can't, these are concepts. So, you know, the human mind, oh, something sounds like it's bad. I don't know. It just sounds strange. It's like, but anyway, the human mind is confronted with all type of different um, concepts at times, you know. And then we we develop those concepts into certain truths in our experience. So some of it, if it works, if it benefits, like you know, we were speaking on earlier, hey, keep it going. Like Bruce Lee said, you know, what I'm saying, what is useful, keep it going, absorb it. If it don't work, disregard it. You know, so. Oh, and diaspolis means heavenly city in Greek, but it is reflective of, of uh, Waset, and that's uh, Waset is the city of Amun, and identified in the in the uh, Old Testament of the Bible as No Amun or the city of Amun. So Waset is uh, diaspolis, meaning it means heavenly city. Chinese medicine is based on restoring 
the, um, the normal physiological flow of chi energy in the body and correcting abnormal flow, herbs, needles, focused heat application or moxibustion, focal point massage, and other means. Um, okay. Energies have been said to radiate from the palms of Qigong practitioners and has been documented. This radiated chi is reported to have the properties of waveforms as well as of particles of matter. It has been observed to alter the molecular structure of water and other chemicals. It has been confirmed in my lifelong conviction that chi described in qigong and acupuncture is a universal phenomenon, a normal component of physiology, universality present in everyone, irrespective of age, color, sex, race, or creed. So what is the Tao? The Tao means the way, the way of nature and the universe or the path of natural reality or the natural way. It also refers to a way in which we can open our minds to learn more about the world, our spiritual paths, and ourselves. All spiritual paths ultimately lead to the truth. The Tao is both a philosophy and a technology to seek and find the truths of the universe, nature, and humanity. The Tao is not a religion as it requires no in initiations or ceremonies, but it's the outcome of all religions departing from dogma at the point of truth. The Tao is also a goal of science, but it leaves behind all scientific theories as partial and temporal descriptions of the integral truth. Taoism includes all matters of religion and science, yet its breadth goes far beyond the limits of devotion or intellect. Ultimate truth is the teachings, or we'll put it like this, uh, the teachings of the Tao reflect the center of ourselves in the universe, which is the ultimate truth, and helps us reach it, in, it on our own. There are no ultimate masters or gurus in Taoism because when, when one becomes uh, because we become our own masters, capable of controlling our own destinies and knowing who we really are as we explore the marvelous powers hidden within uh, the nature of humanity. All the great gods, immortals, sages, saints, and holy men and women are our teachers and advisors. Atonimous, autonomous um, selves or sovereign selves. Cultivating the body, mind, and spirit that was to suggest that everything in life can provide nourishment from some aspect of our being if we know how to access that nourishment. Tao's practice can help us determine our goals and receive physical, mental, and spiritual food in a natural way. It also teaches how to return to our source, the boutique or the void, the Godhead, and thereby attain spiritual independence. The practice of Taoism has three main goals, learning to heal, love, and be kind to ourselves as we develop compassion, heart, and wholeness of being. Learning to help heal and love others from the abundance of healing and loving energy we receive from the forces of nature, heaven and earth, and learning about our original source and helping to unfold within ourselves and helping it to unfold within ourselves. Healing the physical body is the base is one of the basic foundations of Dallas practice is learning to conserve the physical energy within our body so that we're no longer scattered and weakened as a result of our worldly interactions. Full spiritual independence requires that we avoid being drained of this energy through the eyes, ears, nose, and mouth, or through excessive sex. Um, one aspires to return to a childlike state of innocence and vitality to regain, to regain the original force that is our birthright. Specific goals of this level are to learn how to heal oneself, how to love oneself, and how to love others. All right. So how do we do that? Conserving, recycling, and just transforming circles of energy. Um, 
Collective and transformed sexual energy is an important alchemical catalyst and used in higher meditations. Unless you have an abundant sexual amount of sexual energy, you can connect to the unlimited, unlimited cosmic orgasm experienced every moment of your higher self, which is the most basic energy in every cell of your body. Managing the life force. In the practice of Ayasha Qigong and Tai Chi Qigong, one learns to align the skeletal muscle system with gravity to allow a smooth, strong flow, a smooth, strong flow of energy. With strong fascia, tendons, and bone marrow and good mechanical structure, we can manage our life force with more efficiency. Um, five element nutrition, the Taoist approach to diet is based on determining the body's needs and then fulfilling them according to the five elements of nature, which support the five major organs of the body. The system reveals and strengthens any weak organs by balancing one's food intake to enhance any deficient elements. It, it doesn't mean that you don't have to eat sweets, but instead creates a better program in which these foods are can support the body's internal balance rather than disrupt it. Uh, we can train and educate. Oh, all right. The energy body serves only as a vehicle, but you have uh, been... But, uh, the energy body serves only as a vehicle, not yet having been given life through spiritual rebirth. But the energy body can still be trained to function in the heavenly realms. You can retain and educate the energy body so it can um, so it can help un- the untrained soul and spirit recognize and follow the primordial light back to our spiritual source. Primordial light is the path. That's that that bridge right there. Uh, the more uh, like you know, you know, saying how do we get that from that point to the next point? That short, in a short time or distance, without um, falling apart, discombobulating, so to speak, in the, in the big horizon. All right, um, so we have to train and educate the energy body. The energy body serves only as a vehicle. And it's a shrine, the pyramid. You know what I'm saying? It is not. Uh, it, it is not yet having been given life through the spiritual rebirth, but the energy body can still be trained to function in the heavenly realms. All right, so Dow's methods of absorbing stellar energies have rejuvenated the physical body and strengthened the soul and spirit body for their interdimensional travels. Cultivating the inner breath is a science. Uh, there are many excellent yoga and martial art teachers with effective methods of cultivating chi or prana, and most of these teachings rely on outer breath methods. Um, they use special postures, gentle circular movements such as tai chi twine, physical breathing to stimulate and regulate the flow of chi. These methods are known as pranayama in India and Wei, Wei Dan Qigong in China. The energy body is the key to manifesting the spirit. So in the healing Tao system, they offer an uh, inner map and a series of practical methods to help ones more quickly experience the energetic system. And it links with the physical body and the emotions and thoughts of the individual soul and universal spirit. The internal map is simply referred to as the energy body. It turns the lumps together, the whole spectrum, intermediate levels, uh, oh, before I was rudely interrupted, the energy body is the key to manifesting spirit. The healing dial system offers an inner map and a series of practical methods to help one more quickly experience the energetic system, which links the physical body with the emotion, um, the thoughts, individual soul, and the universal spirit. The internal map we simply refer to as the energy body to turn the lumps together, the whole spectrum of intermediate levels between the physical body and the pure spirit. So it's... Uh, that's that connection again. The energy body is the connection between all of those different aspects of uh, the three bodies that they speak of. And that was, oh, 
and um, these three bodies, the ancient Taoists saw the importance of working on all three levels of our being, the physical body, the energy body, and the spirit. All three are important in forming a ladder which, with which we may climb consciously into the spiritual worlds and just as important back into the physical world to be created to be active here. The ladder enables Taoists to learn about the inner worlds and return to the physical body, to the physical world with knowledge and increased energy. An immortal body, which is developed in the practice of internal alchemy, enables one to establish a constant link between life and the after-death or pre-birth state. Ancient Taoist sages believe we were born to be immortal. We become mortal by draining ourselves of cheek through engaging in excessive sexual activity, indulging in negative emotions, and depending only on material sources to supply our life force. The masses recognize that different levels of immortality can be achieved through internal alchemy and to devise many practices for this purpose. The ability to transcend, transcend even death through the transmutation of one's physicality into the immortal spirit body is the highest goal of Taoism. This level, known as physical immortality, takes the longest to achieve. But it is achievable. It takes endurance, determination, what I call it VC, uh, V, uh, determined, uh, uh, cognitive discipline. So determin determination, cognitive what no one of it's uh Yeah, I think we did I forget, I have yeah. <laughs> but it is cognitive discipline. Let me think of it, let me come back to me now. I've got one of them brain parts going on. All right, so that was coming out of awakening the hidden light. And different, it is possible to develop an immortal body. Like I said, it takes cognitive discipline. Deliberate, deliberate cognitive discipline. Yes, it means, you know, you are going to liberate oneself through cognition and discipline, being a disciple to your higher self, allowing the lower self to be a disciple instead of letting the lower self try to master everything and, and, and not win because that's a slow battle that we will not win as we are seeing. But you see some other things happening. So we're going to go into a little bit more metaphysical um, things right here. The man with the X. Something I was, uh, if you looked at the, at the uh, slide show, you've seen uh, the X's on there, you know, like the rebel flag and everything. You saw the chromosome right there with DNA pattern, then the chromosome. All right, so um, read this right here. Remember, the middle world or the celestial world is populated with the spirits of protected men who have lived many previous lives. Every time they were reincarnated, they elevated their degree of personal perfection so that they came to the aid of the perfected men of the lower world who were currently working on their own salvation to participation in the rituals of Rosicrucianism and Freemasonry. The best explanation of the symbolism of X is given by Tex Mars in his new book, Codex Massacre, The Innermost Secrets of the Illuminati, uh, Illuminati Beckon You. Listen, for you realize that X equals the coming Messiah, the Antichrist. Now, that's what he, he said. You know, they always try to have this type of language, this negative when they know and write. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, so we'll get to it. And X is an ancient symbol for change and transformation. You can look at the word we're going to transform. We're going to do the metaphysics. You know, metaphysical language again is the retransformation of words, right, into a different portal of thought. So it ain't coming from what they what they want to perceive. So Antichrist, anti, and is heaven, T is two, or and light, you know what I'm saying? So the two lights of Christ, or the two heavens of Christ, T is dual, or and anti, Christ. So Christ means anointed, or we're not, so uh, the, the anointed uh, light, of the two lights of anointing. So now the lower self and the higher self is anointed. And this is an ancient symbol for transformation, long associated in medieval and renaissance art with the coming of the Messiah, who shall make all things new. So we'll go back to the hologram of the whole message, Messiah. So the Messiah um, hologram, whole message, the holy Messiah age, this is what's going on, the information age, we're pouring out that water right here, that's what's going on, all of us have this gift, this ability to pour this water out, so that's that's that wisdom, the 13th letter, creation, it's not chaos, it's order, you're standing on something strong, and we've always stood on it, all right, so it's a, it's a magical carpet right here flying on, so the luminous Masonic meaning of the X is simply, this is the sign of Osar. The great Egyptian sun god. Um, there again, change the transformation. All right, let me get back to that. The sign of letter X has a long history of use in ancient mystery systems. In apostate, in apostate of rebellious Judaism, basically Kabbalism, and in Freemasonry as well as their cult, the mysteries letter X seems to take on a wide, varied life of its own. With, uh, with or without the secret aid of the littles, of the littles, not the elite, support, for example, the well-known science fiction TV show, the X-Files, pornographic movies are X-rated, and if they, as they get more lewd, they're called Triple X, the Microsoft, uh, Microsoft Corporation creation, the Xbox movie, X-Men, all brand products are called Brand X. Um, today's youth are called Generation X. A lot of folks are, are concerned about Planet X. Uh, plan it, X, the plan of the extraterrestrial, or saw, you know what I'm saying? Are are they are these just strange coincidences or some type of mind control triggers? Um, plan it, X, again, the, the extraterrestrial plan or the the Osarian plan, and it's not some type of mind control or subliminal um message in that and it, it, people are already mind controlled through other mechanisms. They're trying to get us away from what the X means, which is basically uh if you look at the X as a man with his hands right there, we're gonna get into that too. We've got two more minutes. Things that are uh, are bad or things that are bad are classified as X rated. The interesting use of the letter X in the R X um symbol of drug stores. And go to uh right quick where we go now valley um contributor contributes contributes to civilization by the brother anthony t browder browder um right here page two hundred and twenty nine 
you got the RX abbreviation for prescriptions was derived from the Latin receipt, which means to take. The RX symbol was first introduced by the Roman physician Galen, who used the sign when writing prescriptions for his patients. The RX sign is but a stylized version of the Washita, which is a distinctly African symbol that represents several complex things. That right eye is a symbol for the sun and is called the eye of the moon. The left eye, which the RX represents, is a symbol for the moon and is called the eye of Jehuti. As an animal, this is placed on the world under the protection of Jehuti and brought good health, happiness, and protection from harm. This expresses a good fortune on embodying the word wasat, which means whole or sound of mind and body that is health or freedom from disease. So wasat and wasata, united wasata negamandi. So that washita right there, you recall we talked about it earlier, the pomegranate within the alpha root. You're being a, you are the hero, you're the huru, and, uh, you know, the whole message, hologram, huru, am, the light of silence within the mind. So being that's the case, we have this pomegranate that produces melatonin, and melatonin does what? It is uh, uh, antioxidant that reduces inflammation. So that's good health right there, right? If you ain't got no inflammation going on, you mean good health. That means you're not acidic. Acidic basically means uh, too much too much fire on, on that water. So we're not burning the water out. All right, so of drugs, the use of the four-letter abbreviated word Xmas to replace Christmas, X equals a mark of sign. In fact, in the Black Clause Dictionary, it says that the sign or mark of X is sometimes made as a substitute for man's signature. Sign is a Dao or Ta. That's the 22nd letter of the Hebrew alphabet in 22 and 22. Uh, the 22 stop codons are the, are the proteins that produce, uh, that are produced. We need the, those amino acids that produce, like, basically. Um, uh, children that play, you hear him saying, cross my heart and hope to die. Uh, the alphabet of the letter chi is denoted with the symbol X, chi again, in Chinese is energy or life force. Energy, rock, prana, and given the numerical designation 600. And we're say the triple X then would give us 666. We all know the 66 is the mathematical expression of the atom, uh, atom being the sixth element of the periodic table, which is carbon. And six, has six uh, electrons, six protons, six neutrons. Nation Islam, Islam readers see X as a substitute name of great spiritual significance, meaning the unknown and supreme alphabet, 5% nation. Two well-known black Muslim, um, two well-known Muslim leaders have been named Malcolm X and Louis X. These names, they chose for themselves. The batter was born Louis Eugene Walcott in 1933, changed his name to Louis X after his conversion to Islam by Muslim leader Elijah Muhammad. Today it's known as Louis Farrakhan. It's well known to Farrakhan as the 33 degree Prince Hall Mason. I also go back to Freddie Gray. Uh, when speaking on X, you got um, Freddie meaning uh, rule of peace, and Gray is the unknown. So X, unknown, and Freddie, um, Amatet, unknown, also X is a symbol of Osar, so we went and we we'll stay in that in the, in the siege of the fire, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, how Amatet, Asur, so the, the, the Lord of the perfect black, the inner peace. X is a symbol for the sun god. Um, the 
according to Dr. C.G. Coaster, head of the Institute for Scripture Research in South Africa, X was the emblem of the Chaldean sky god. Uh, X was an ancient symbol of the sun deity and that the letter carried with its sexual connotations in the old Semitic languages. X represented the cross. The cross is fire, air, water, and earth again. Ra, Shu, Tefnu, and Geb as fire cools to, to air, to water, and then to earth the physical reality when one comes down off of the physical reality or the cross, we become, we become more spiritualized and connected to both realms. You know, one is what we see and the other one is what we do not see or we do not have a recollection of. But when we come down off of the cross to certain practices, then we, uh, we develop that memory or we relearn ourselves. We educate and bring it back out. Freemasonry early latched onto this letter exactly because of this paranormal paranormal significance as a sign of Lucifer, the light bearer, or the pomegranate, the solar sun god. The Masonic Lodge uses X because of its um, sexual meanings and its Babylonian origins. Writing in the Scottish Rite, um, Scottish Rite Journal, the official journal of the Mother Supreme Council, 33 degree, Mason Jim Treston discussed the use of the X of the X in the ritual ceremony of the 17th degree night of the East and West. He presently states that 33 degree Masons highlight degree ritual is one of the most powerful and profound degrees of the right. Remember what was going on last few, last month, the 17th, that the thing popped off over there in uh, South Carolina, and then it was the 26th that, the, you know, after that, uh, the, the gunshots and everything was the actual procession. It was the um, ceremony. So the 17-degree ritual is one of the most powerful, profound degrees. And we just came off of Ramadan on the 17th of July. You know, he trusts in the states we encounter and give thanks to everybody who went through that, you know what I'm saying, that, that counted, you know, for every negative thought, counteracted, you know, with two positive ones, you know what I'm saying? Counterbalance it with two positive thoughts. So, get thanks. We encounter raw spiritual uh, Here, Treasure states, we encounter raw spiritual energy and begin to glimpse the spiritual power which is available to the person who is able to access it. We're talking about um, they use that X in that, in that uh, discussing use of X in the ritual ceremony of the 17th degree. Uh, X is a symbol of transformation. Transfer goes on to suggest that the X represent the Roman numeral 10, also symbolizes the 10 gods or manifestations of the, of the tree of the Jewish Kabbalah's tree of life or the Sephiroth. Um, he notes that the aspiring for this degree wears two cordons or an ornamental cord or ribbon, one black in color and the other white, symbolizes the duality of Masonic doctrine. The fact that they cross each other explains, suggests the unions of opposites or equilibrium. All right, in crossing, at this degree, Chesney concludes provides a spiritual joke or jump start and preparation for the transformation, requirement, and redefinition to come. Uh, speaks right here that um, uh, the Masonic author of the authority of Richardson's monitor of Freemasonry no doubt lets the cat out of the bag, so to speak, by detailing how during the ritual ceremony of the Free of Night of the East West, the sacred words given to assemble members of the lodge, that sacred word is a shocker, so to speak, this is what's coming out of the article. It is Abaddon. Abaddon is the sacred word for the Masonic Knights of East and West, and the Bible reveals exactly who Abaddon is in Revelation 9, 11. 
right, so 11. And they um, had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in Greek tongue had his name Apollyon. And Apollyon is Derek Apollo, the Greek god of death and pestilence, as well as the sun. Music, poetry, crops, herds, and medicine. Talk about crops, herds, and medicine, poetry, music. So music, that's the uh, Huti, that's Yehudi, poetry, crops and herds, that's uh, Asir, and medicine is Yehudi again. The sun is, of course, a rule, rock, death and pestilence, Asur again. So Apollo is not Abaddon, and they're talking about, in the, in the biblical re- reference, to talk about um, Abaddon is a safe word for me. So I ain't talking about something evil, so to speak. Um, some down this type of uh, angel coming out of the bottomless pit. The bottomless pit, of course, is the lower self. And then uh, the Abaddon, Ab meaning father, Ab is son, or Ab meaning uh, part, and uh, Ab son, Ba, uh, soul, the heart and soul of the son. But in the Greek terms, is Apollo, but that's the god of death and the God of Son. So there's two of them coming together, the lower and the higher self, death and the Son, or the higher self, through medicine, or, you know, crops and herds, herds, God's crops and herds is of saw. Right. So uh, the just connects to all this is that in ancient Kemet, the mark X and the symbol of the crossbones and the symbol of the X was very prominent in religious context. You can find the X on the walls of a member of the Tamarine temples and pyramids, or per. Ox, the house of, of life. It is a sign of Asur, the great sun god. The ancient pharaohs, when they were buried, had the legs crossed in the form of an X as a sign of devotion to Asur, also of, re, of uh, transformation, regeneration. Again, X is a symbol of transformation. Ten is the number of completion and manifestation. All right, going back to. Uh, also, um, uh, uh, as an aspect of the yellow king or the yellow emperor, Hung Di, um, it may suggest that the sun, the uh, yellow king in itself, and Osar is a major sun king. So Osar is also the green man as well, representing the god of the harvest, the reflection of the sun into planetary life. So uh, the yellow emperor is... Uh, Hung Di in Chinese uh, folklore, so to speak, and philosophy, but not really so, so-called wrote the, um, the book on medicine. Uh, the Yellow Emperor's book on medicine is an uh, ancient book of traditional Chinese medicine, and it, it goes into acupuncture, uh, the five elements, uh, the way of nature, all that good stuff. It's like the, the Bible of medicine within traditional Chinese medicine. And that goes right back to uh, through, uh, wisdom, you know, uh, Hermes, also a sword, because uh, the reflection of light or information is the, the green man or Geb, and that's uh, coming from fire, air, water to earth. As far as like uh, as we were saying earlier, Ra, Shu, Tefnut, Geb. I look at X is the twenty fourth letter, twenty fourth letter, and then next to the twenty fourth letter is. 23, or before it is W, when you add them together, 24 plus 23 equals 47, that equals 11. When you put both 11, both ones together, 
they cross them again. You have uh, X, but uh, going into that with eleven, of course, is doorway, the passageway, portal. You know what I'm saying? So it's that that portal from one to another. Um, looking at the two letters X and W, you place them together. If you put X, if you put X or W down, and then you draw X from each line of the W, you will have uh, being in the composition. You will have a man with the pyramid apex of the head right there, and then two legs going down. And if you use the words, the letters, your pronunciation, um, X can be pronounced as sh. Like in uh, Chinese, you have the word X-E-N. It's not pronounced uh, kin. It's pronounced shin. So you have sh and you have W, which to be pronounced with the wu. So it would be shawa or shawa. That is the same as saying yashua, the breath or the life that exists within. And everyone makes that sound hachua. So there goes that air again, that prevalent, powerful light energy from the sun. Um, dark light consciousness. Dark light consciousness. Again, by Dr. Bruce Bonham. Page 187, um, this goes right here. The language of the earth are riddled with the identification of breath with spirit. In ancient times, the body of the body was associated with the vital breath. When the vital breath left the body, the animating element left. The body and the body became dead. The animating element left the body and the body became dead. It lost its 21 grams. 21 grams is what? Three sevens. There are 21 grams, three sevens. In the meditative uh, initiation, so some of them, like, they do meditation for 21 days and they reflect on the last seven days equaling 28 days. And it's two and eight equals 10. 10 equals uh, completion. That's what the cycle of the month is based on for a long period of time, 28, in place of uh, what we have, 30 and 31 now. But uh, so at 21, 777, we will meditate from the new moon all the way into the 21 days after the full moon and everything, or after that week after the full moon, and then we will reflect on our meditation and see where we where we at uh, outside of that. You go and follow that. You can see that in the meta natural of our uh, moon, um, moon, right next here, right next here, I mean, but. Um, but that's uh that that reflects on that with those with those twenty one moving out the body when the breath leaves. Alright. Alright, so ancient maximum, know thyself and you will know the universe and God, the maximum of Hermes or thought or wisdom. You know, Hermes again is the um the face of the of the child or Haru mess um children of the light, Hermes. And that's a, Hermes Trismegistus is a title that was given to those who surpassed certain types in the, in the ancient mystery systems. So let's get into Telomeres, Taramir. Uh, Taramir, Mir means desire as well. So the desire of uh, sun and earth, Mir, desire is comedic or metanetic for desire, but also water, mu, um, so fire, uh, 
me why I'm earth, telomere, earth, sign, and mirror, water. It also can be rearranged to tamare. Tell them when you change that L to R, you have tarame, so it's tarame, tamare, or ancient comedic name, ancient Egypt name. Telomeres are sequences of DNA at the end of chromosomes that tend to get shorter every time a cell divides. When telomeres drop below a critical limb, the cell can no longer divide properly and eventually dies. Perhaps the best analogy I've heard is to compare the telomeres to a white margin surrounding an important typewritten document. In this analogy, the printed text is the vital DNA code while the white space is the blank telomeres. Imagine that this paper is repeatedly slapped on a copy machine. The copy is made, and then that copy is used to make another copy. So each time the paper is attached to errors of alignment, and these errors accumulate. After enough copying, it is probable that the white space will diminish and some of the actual text will not be copied. That's what happens inside our cells, and this is the reason we get old and die, because the telomeres are repeatedly getting copied, even though it's not an information being stored on the telomeres, it's repeatedly getting copied because it holds the DNA holds information. So as the vital DNA code is the white while the white space is the blank telomeres, the white space is in between the printed text is the vital DNA. This is talking about a written document like, you know, the whole message or whatever. So the DNA is the the black print or whatever. The spaces in between is, or the blank spaces, is the telomeres. But if you got a piece of paper and you run it through a copy machine, every time you put it through that copy machine, you'll notice that there's a disalignment within the within the text on that paper. So that's what happens with our cells as well, the DNA as well, and that's what causes death. Due to free radicals, uh, genetically modified foods, uh, tainted water, uh, tainted air now, you know, so, but... Uh, telomerase is an enzyme, and enzymes are numerous complex proteins that are produced by living cells and catalyze specific biochemical reactions at body temperatures. These telomerase can rebuild and lengthen telomeres. Studies suggest that telomerase activity may be linked between psychological stress and physical health. The research team measured telomerase activities of participants in the Shamat project. Um, this project was based on meditations. Research participants allowed also showed increase in such benefits with physiological qualities control over um, one's life and surroundings, mindfulness, but being able to observe one's experience in a non-reactive manner and purpose in life, viewing one's life meaningful, worthwhile, and aligned with long-term goals and values. In addition, they experienced increased neurotism or negative emotionality. Uh, the Shaman Project is the most comprehensive longitudinal study of intensive meditation yet undertaken. Um, uh, boom, but before telomeres and their function were properly understood, a breakthrough study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology in 1989 examined the effects of meditation practice on health factors in the elderly. Two types of meditation. Transcendental, transcendental meditation techniques involve the use of sound mantra, sound or mantra, and is practiced for 15 to 20 minutes twice per day, and is a method for relaxation, stress reduction, and self-development and general mindfulness. Training mindfulness is the intentional accepting and non-judgmental focus of one's attention on emotions, thoughts, and sensations occurring in the present moment, which can be trained by uh, meditational practices. So one is um, transcendental meditation, and the other one is mindfulness meditation. Um, these two techniques were used by patients at elderly care homes. The researchers found that patients who meditated scored better on measures of cognitive flexibility, mental health, blood pressure, and other ratings of aging. 
Since then, scientists became very interested in the physical, psychological benefits of different types of meditation. A multitude of studies have begun to demonstrate how meditation can help lift telomeres and slow the rate of cellular aging. So what does that mean? Um, uh, basically, we got a little bit more time, not, not much, but uh, telomeres are assisted by an enzyme called telomerase where it can counteract telomere shortening by adding new DNA to caps. Um, uh, this causes the telomeres in your cells to, uh, wait, DNA replication is an imprecise process, so when your cells divide, the telomere, the telomere caps often aren't replicated. The uh, enzyme telomerase uh, works to counteract telomere shortening by adding new DNA to the caps. Meditation that focuses on well-being and others in particular may help lengthen telomeres. A study published in Brain Behavior and Immunity in 2013 examined the telomere lengthness of women who practice lovely and kindness meditation and Buddhist practice that encourages kindness and warmth towards others and unselfish thoughts compared to people who practice no meditation. Loving kindness practitioners did indeed have longer telomeres. Why does meditation carry these benefits? Um, meditation promotes positive psycho psychology that helps people to maintain well-being and cope with stress. These fundamental goals of meditation practice are related to telomerase function in immune cells, helping to promote longevity. In other words, your mind's well-being can have an impact on your physical health. Finding ways to increase your sense of well-being can have a healing and preserving effect on your physiology. Telomere length and cell function aren't only linked to general aging. Research has shown shorter telomeres to be a factor in cardiovascular disease and other conditions such as osteoporosis and Alzheimer's. So meditation helps with uh, clearing or will help with extending the telomeres because it um, helps because it purifies the body due to melatonin, basically because melatonin is an antioxidant. And antioxidant what? Oxid oxidation produces stress. So also B vitamins, B12, raw, green, raw leafy green vegetables, plant-based diet, light food. You know, food that's alive will also help increase that, help build that immortal body and help increase uh, telomeres so that you have a longer life, if not an immortal life. So the more we breathe that light, the more we have uh, an abundance of that light. Eat the light as well. Eat the sun. Like, um, exercise is good for lengthening. We'll go down to the last part. I don't think I'm going to have time to get into it, though. So, uh, how much cell life prolonged due to the treatment of the reactive telomerase. They did a little uh, test and uh, they said that it increased the proliferation of the cells for perhaps equivalent to hundreds of years of human life. They did it with, um, uh, I don't know what they tested. It might have been the cells of rats or mice or whatever. I believe it was mice, but it increased to the equivalent of hundreds of years of human life when they introduced telomerase to it. And we can gain telomerase by actively going into meditation. String theory hints at the explanation superconductivity below the um well, you know, I think that's gonna be it for tonight right there. It was it's been a blast though. I'm gonna get back into some of the other on the next one. But until then, peace, prosperity, protection, and good health. Have a blessed and blessed night.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.